Solid Seven podcast. A, uh, Welcome. A, a better than average podcast. But just barely. Each week we like to get together, talk about whatever's going on in the world that interests us, and uh, we invite you to join us. Sometimes we have a guest along, and that is uh, the case again this evening with the one, the only, Professor Rebecca Strangarity. Welcome back to the podcast. Beep, 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 beep. Thank you, thank you, thank you, friends. So uh, I, I missed my little spiel about uh, we're not a podcast about nothing, but the, the moment's passed. I'm not feeling it anymore. So Okay, okay. One and done. So One and done. Could, uh, could, it, it could be a, I mean, I mean, could be a good one tonight. Becca's here. It's going to be a good one, let's be honest. But uh, getting Josh mad at me before we even hit record, already getting spicy. So <laughs> you could get some fire. You could get some fireworks tonight, and then just just as we hit record. Well, I say uh, you know it's been a, in a fun or interesting or whatever evening before we even started the podcast. So um, you know we work to get the kids down a little bit early so we can start recording the podcast on time. So the plan, the plan, um, which should have been followed was to put Marcus down earlier than usual. So even if he wasn't quite asleep, at least the process was already started. Jade could Jade could tag in. I could come out and record. However, uh, the aerospace company Firefly is launching their orbital rocket Alpha for the first time ever tonight. It was set to go off right at 9. I'm like, buddy, we're just going to stay up. We're going to watch this rocket launch. It's going to be awesome. He's all excited. He's asking about it. He's already built a uh, Lego Duplo, which just consists of a single straight stack of Lego Duplo blocks, uh, a model uh, Firefly Alpha. He's making venting noises. He's super stoked. They get down to like, literally, I don't know, it was like T minus five seconds. And they scrubbed. And he proceeded to ball immediately. So instead of being the cool stay up late and watch the rocket dad... I'm the send your kid to bed bawling dad. So, loser. Loser. Sucks to suck. So what he uh, is unable to know now that he's already in bed is that they actually recycled and they're trying to go again in about 30 minutes here. So if I seem distracted during the podcast, because I 100% am still watching the live stream of it as we do this, because it's super cool. It's their first time launching this rocket. It's a really cool company. It's the largest composite uh, graphite carbon fiber i can't remember it's a super cool rocket but if they manage to make it to orbit on this first launch they'll be the first private company ever to successfully achieve orbit on their first launch oh and that's kind of cool actually yeah and i i dig it i think their odds are pretty good i don't know why they called the the last minute scrub but uh alas they did so uh, i didn't know they just uh when they scrub a mission i thought like they it's like scrub for several days because of orbits this is that i don't know they could just scrub and then let's try again in 30 minutes it depends, they did that. it depends on the mission the payload and what their launch window is so sometimes uh which this has actually happened with uh, the starship testing too uh like sometimes they've got to shut it down and there's enough time to like recycle and top fuel off and go again and that appears to be mm. the case here so which, gotcha. you know it's a west coast launch which are obviously you know just right from the jump less cool than east coast launches um, but I'm, I'm trying not to hold that against them, but super cool for Tim Day Dodd, who we all know I'm a fan of at the everyday astronaut. He's actually hosting their official stream. So it's normally okay. like SpaceX has their stream or, um, you know, just any of these companies that kind of do their own thing. And then some of the space community will kind of like piggyback it and cover it. But Tim is their official stream, which is really cool. Like he's always done as a gag on his live streams, like his first checkpoint, you know, cause there's all these checkpoints leading up to a launch where, you know, 
they're confirming certain things and, and right, whatever. Right. So he's always jokingly done pointy end up, flamey end down as like his first checkpoint. Um, he even has a, a t-shirt, which I own, which has pointy end up, flamey end down on the sleeves. Um, but so they included that like in their live mission control updates. Like that was their first checkpoint. Uh, like That's cute. Tim was doing with him. And he's got some, they've got some really cool shots. Like they've got a shot pointed right into like the flame trench. They've got a shot right under the rocket that's like pointing up at the engines. So they're just sacrificing these cameras for, you know, like milliseconds of cool shots before they're just destroyed. Uh, but it's cool that they're doing it. They gave them a ton of access. So anyways, that's, that's how my night began before I the did, podcast. Um, I did watch all three parts of his tour at SpaceX. Freaking awesome. Right. Okay. So, um, I mean, a lot of it, the shot doesn't change, right? Like you're, it's, it's a lot of like just staring at Elon or staring at a rocket. Yes. Not, it's not very visually eventive or eventive event. No, it's not like this. It's not like this full, you know, like thought out, like choreographed camera shot. It's literally like he might've even done it on a, on a phone. I don't know, but it's, it's just, yeah, I couldn't tell. It's just him and Elon like yeah. walking around Starbase. Like in and out of the manufacturing tents, the high bay, the mid bay, everything, everything, like full access um, for, I don't know, it was like an hour and a half, about two hours. Two and mean, half. It was almost two hours. Yeah. So like, so it wasn't, not much was happening. Not hating on, I'm not, this isn't, this is not what I'm getting right, at. So right. I was like, let me, I'm, I'm just going to play some like Lego games because where I'm at in the current game I'm playing, it's mindless. Like I don't need to pay attention. So I'm like, I threw out the iPad and had that playing while um, playing some Lego games. And it was a grand old time. And it like probably about 99% of what Elon was explaining and doing. I'm like, I have no idea what you just said, but I want to continue listening because I could listen to this forever. And I so have no idea. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, cause like he, you can okay. just tell this dude is smart and like, there's certain things, certain principles like, um, work wise or what have you that he's like just basic principles of like um yeah if this thing doesn't work we scrub it and if we come up with a regulation we go who came up with that regulation uh we're not going to go with the department coming with like who's no who's the person that came up with regulation because sometimes interns can come up with regulations and then that person's no longer here and, da, 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 and we're following yeah. this rule we don't know why we have the rule and i'm like that's really smart like that's i love practical simple yeah. rules and elon right. was constantly dropping things like that but then on top of simple things there's so much like words that I don't even know what they meant, what they were. And I'm like, this is so it, like, I felt like I kind of got smart listening to him talk, even though I could not tell you an iota of what he said, Interesting. but I was so interested. Yeah. There's actually, yeah, there's some really good, just like um, leadership and development, like nuggets in there that mm -hmm, he just, mm -hmm. you know, they're like throw a layer, you know, he's just like, this is so obvious, of course. Um, but that, but that Josh is what I like so much about Tim Dodd and like what he's about well, and what his channels you're not about. Gonna like what I had to say next then about Tim Dodd. Uh, I mean, say what you want, but, uh, like you watch that interview and that dude completely holds his own with Elon Musk. That's kind of my, comp I mean, I was, I respected the fact that he knew so much, but there were times Elon Musk was going to finish a sentence and Tim Dodd would like to finish the sentence. And there was many times where I thought, let him finish. But I also have more, um, what's the word, stake or uh, not stake, uh, more. I care. I know Elon Musk, quote, no. I know of Elon Musk more so than I know Tim Dodd. So, like, 
I want to hear Elon talk more. I don't really know Tim Dodd. So like, I know mm. Elon Musk is really smart. So I'm kind of like, no, let him finish. He was almost, he was almost done. Uh, yeah. okay, so okay. that's kind of where I was at a couple of times. But if you put yourself in his shoes, like I'm trying to think of what would be comparable for you. One, like he does these videos. Yeah, he's, make, he's, help me explain. Help me understand. He's a photographer by trade. Um, you know, so he's not like a professional broadcaster, interviewer, whatever. And he's totally and and justifiably fangirling well, the yeah. whole time. No, that's that that's clear. I'm not yeah. just saying he. I mean, I and I'm and the, when he would do it, I'm thinking, how would I be in that? If well, one, I don't know anything about spaceships or anything. So when right. he would rebuttal, like something I do know about, like so, if I was interviewing someone who was really good, I hope you help me understand. Um, someone who was like really good at video editing or with software. And they go to finish something like, oh, yeah. That, and then I could see myself wanting to finish it. Just let the, And there's like a subconscious letting them know, oh, I know what you're talking about. And I get that. I understand that. I'd probably do the same thing. But again, it is kind of not good conversational skills. You know, like a good conversationalist is someone who just talks the whole time. And then they walk away going, man, it's good talking to you, even though you said three words and they talked about themselves mm. the whole time. So, but in a place where it's like Elon Musk, I'm like, let the dude talk. But no, I, I respect how much Tim Dodd knew. I thought it was great. I thought he did a good job filming it. Uh, and the whole video was really interesting. I really appreciate how he set up his YouTube and like, we set it up into chapters and split it up and all that. Like the amount of detail he hmm. did pay attention to. I was like, oh, wow. And his knowledge was very impressive. But you don't like your your own take saying there's times Elon saying something you don't understand. Like you don't feel like there's a role for Tim to play translator there. He never played translator. If anything, Tim confused me more. So the, oh, interesting. So because he kept using the acronym, which on the screen, granted, I wasn't watching the screen most of the time. But the couple of times I would look down, Tim would say some acronym of something. The screen would show what the acronym was. But like, unless you were watching it, I didn't see those per se. But then still, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what that thing was. So he didn't necessarily even do that kind of role of. Well, <laughs> Elijah said this very complex thing. Here's here it is for dummies. I mean, but you just said he did it. You just weren't looking at it. <laughs> no, I'm saying he would show you what the the acronym was, but he wouldn't explain what that thing is. Oh, okay, okay. That's that's what I'm saying. So uh, back backtrack to the original thought though was that what's so amazing to me that Tim does hold his own in that conversation is. He's a college dropout with no engineering degree, no aerospace background, no nothing. He's taught himself these things and then goes and and he's done one-on-one -on -one interviews with Peter Beck um, from, uh, gosh, what's the name of that other rocking company? But he's done this with other like uh, aerospace like CEOs. But like the, this dude who's just a photographer who just found a passion for these things has hmm. taught himself to the point where he can go and hold his own with Elon Musk is just insane to me. Super no, impressive. I'm not hating on him as a person. Like That's very impressive. That's awesome. Kudos to that guy. I was just saying simple, like he, let, let Elon talk. That was my only, that was my only qualm. Yeah. I, I, hmm. I didn't have that takeaway, but that might be because I'm such a Tim fan too. So I didn't mind hearing no, from right. Tim And well. that's also, and I clarified that I am not a Tim. Yeah. I don't know anything. This is the first video I've ever seen of everyday action. Um, so I don't, yeah, so I don't know anything well, of him. So watching, I'm like, can Elon talk more, please? And well, so the the follow on thought though with that is that I with I haven't I don't I don't think I've watched the third one yet, but a lot of that on screen stuff is You're not even a fan that what what Tim does a lot like his <laughs> his tagline is like um you know bringing space down to earth for everyday people, which is a great tagline. Well done, yeah. Tim. No, yeah, uh, I like that. But he does all these um you know like 
just layman's level explanations of these very heady rocket concepts. So he takes them where it's like he's taken this crazy hard to understand concept and made it understandable and does it very visually and does great audio over it. So a lot of I think what he was throwing up on screen sometimes during those was links to like here is this understandable, like low level breakdown of this concept we're talking about. Right. Right. Now. And he did, he did have one video that was like, Hey, if you, at the beginning, maybe at episode part one, he did say, uh, if you don't know anything about rockets, you should definitely check out this video. And then I'm assuming, I, I think I started it, but then it got late and I went to going to bed. Cause mm-hmm. I watched almost all three parts in one sitting. Um, okay. And yeah, so I never, See, you're just over here, just getting all offended because I'm making fun of your boy. No, I'm, um, I'm not offended at all. I just, it's uh, like I think it's interesting that that like that that's your takeaway, and so and that's information that I mean, I'm it like, wasn't the full takeaway. Know, it was a small footnote. Like since yes. uh, you know Tim uh, obviously is a regular listener, like that's that's valuable to hear from you know like feedback like that for us on the podcast where it's like you only hear from some from one person, like two people listen to the same episode, three people listen to the same episode, completely different takes, right? Right. On what right. the vibe was, what the point was. It's true. Um, so. Well, yeah, I mean, that's all of the world today. We'll watch the same video and have two outstandingly different opinions on it. So welcome to the left and the right political system of America. Welcome to just common. I mean, that's a that's, the world. Uh, the world. Yeah, that's humanity. Everyone has so. a different. They come in with their own experience and their own personality and they view things then uh, very differently as a result. Indeed, they do. Quick update, T-minus 11 minutes left on this countdown and way too far into the podcast to not have cracked Jocko ghosts. I actually was going to ask you guys, where are your Jockos? I kept staring at it, wondering. Cheers, friends. Cheers. Cheers. I almost pre-cracked mine tonight with all the delays because I was thirsty. But I held out for you, the fans. So go go pick yourself up a delicious Jocko Go. Wawa, vitamin shop, JockoField.com. Amazon. I'm sure several other places if you just Google it. Mm. So, so Rebecca, how's your life? Oh my, how's, how's my life? Israel? <laughs> how's Israel? Uh, Israel's uh, starting on their third vaccines. So oh, most of my, yeah, most of my friends just got their third vaccines. And actually I was hearing, and I don't know if this is, uh, ver- I can't verify this, but that they're saying most places are saying if you only have two vaccines, like the normal ones in America, you're actually qualified as unvaccinated now in Israel, which is crazy. You have to have all three yeah, or that, nothing. Yeah, I saw that. Their new standard for fully vaccinated is with the booster. So yeah. is the third one like the last one? Like you're not going to need another one? Or is it like going to end up being like probably like the flu shot where you get one every year? It's the flu shot. But at this rate, you're getting them every six months. So, yeah, I mean, that's how much they've turned around. So, yeah, which I mean, that's uh, viruses in general. You have to continuously get a booster to sustain yourself. That's why they do the flu shot every year. So I'm not surprised. Um, But it's also interesting because Israel just put out, you know, that test result showing that natural immunity to COVID is lasting longer than immunity from the vaccines. So, you know, it's just, I saw, I saw something in reference to that, uh, that study out of Israel today, but they, they rolled in um, like data out of the U S and a few other countries. And it was just, it's just so all over the place. 
Yes. Um, and yes. so that's where I feel like, you know, with all the things that have, have gone down surrounding COVID, like there's been, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, there's been um, valid criticism from, from conservatives or from, from the right, um, you know, not the anti, you know, not the right, mi- not their microchipping us, not, not that stuff. Um, but just that there is like, there is a personal liberty issue here and, you know, there, there is different, you know, um, but the, one of the criticisms I felt is so disingenuous is, oh, oh, I mean, you told us if we just got the vaccine, we'd be good. But now you're telling us we take the vaccine and we're not good. And now we've got to take another shot and then it'll be another shot and then it'll be another shot. That criticism has just seems, and I mean, I'm, I'm a conservative. I'm on, I'm on the right. It's so disingenuous to me. Like, yeah, if you if you just do the just the the tiniest little bit of online searching, um, you can find really great resources that are thoroughly apolitical, that are that are mm-hmm. just showing you like the branching trees um, mm-hmm. of how the virus is mutating. So yes, as it infects more people, um, it, it's funny because they talk about it in a way like it's intelligent, like the virus right. is, is evading the. Yes. But what it really is is that these the viral cells are subject to mutation, just like human cells. Um, mm-hmm. Most mutations are they die off. Our immune system kills them off, and if our immune system fails, that's that's what becomes cancer. Um, and so the longer this virus circulates and in more people, you get more and more mutations. And what happens is it like a mutation just happens to by dumb, random luck be advantageous. It happens to be, uh, more, more infectious or whatever. And so, because that mutation made it better than that one starts to, starts to propagate. So yeah, as, as the virus changes, yeah, something might be a little, uh, you know, uh, a, a given COVID shot might be less effective against a new variant. That's that's just how that works. I mean, it's not, you know, uh, you know, it's not like the the virus is getting exposed to communist ideas and, and mutating. It, it, like, it's there's no agenda there. It's just biology. Yeah, it's biology, and that's exactly what's going on. So, I I do think it's very frustrating. I would probably tend towards personal choice on, on vaccines. Um, even though I've gotten one myself, but I think that this is what viruses do if you study viruses. And so, yeah, nobody is making the virus out to mutate. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah. The people that think that there's like a GPS or something, a tracker being put in the vaccine is, is asinine. Cause like, your fault, like look in your pocket real quick. You're already being tracked, bud. Like, yeah. what's the difference? What's the difference? Yeah. But just like yeah. based on that, like that's the part of it. It's just like the, the specifically the criticism of just like, oh, now we have to take another shot. So, so the vaccine didn't work or now I can still get sick and trans- transmit it. Yeah. No, like nobody's ever claimed any vaccine ever was a hundred percent effective. Right. I, I, just, I haven't seen that claim anywhere so yes you you can still catch it yes you can oh so why why would i take it why don't i just um because your odds of of actually catching it and transmitting it are lower and if you do catch it your odds are way 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 lower that you're going to be hospitalized or die uh, which are not particularly fun activities from what i hear Uh, right so that one that one has just irked me so um yeah, I mean, a, a six-month cycle would be a, a quick booster. I'm, I don't, I don't think, hopefully they get their head wrapped around that, but. 
uh, and, and yeah. figure that out a little more. But part of it is, I mean, to some extent, they're just winging it. Not that there's no science behind any of it, but it is. You see all these studies, and they're done by scientists in in good faith, and you read a lot of them before they've been peer-reviewed, which is pretty abnormal for science and and not the the greatest idea. But everybody's trying to move faster than this virus, so I you know I I get right. it. Um, so I I think the jury's still out on what that duration, um, you know, is going to be as far as how often boosters are needed or, um, you know how how it compares to. Um, the durability of uh, like natural infection and stuff like that. I, I think it's going to oh, be a yeah. while before we really have a, a good grasp on that. Oh yeah. And I, I think America is far from, although I've had friends also in the U S who are uh, organ trans organ transplant survivors, or I don't know what you would call them. Yeah. They've received organs from someone. They have had their third vaccine also here in the States. But uh-huh. I think by and large, Besides that population, I, I don't think we're going to start offering third vaccines for like the general public. I don't know. Maybe we are. And I just missed that. But well, evidently, there's a couple of like top tier people at the FDA who are thoroughly hacked off that the White House already like committed to. Yeah, we're going to do boosters at eight months and they're retiring. They're throwing up the deuces. So not not all is well in the house of Biden. Like they're just, they're not all, you know, this was going to, I'm going to squash the virus. We're going to follow the science and the scientists aren't, aren't happy. And you know, there is a a political role to play here. And we all thought we were, we were good to go. Right. And now we're not good to go. And um, you know, the, the president's, you know, polling and optics and everything are are taking a hit for it. Right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, I, I don't think he mutated the virus either. Um, right. So. He pulled us out of Afghanistan. Um, I think what the thing that annoys me the most with the vaccine is like the uh, all the conglomerates censoring anything that goes like one percent against the grain per se, mm. or like you know what I mean. Like if it's like oh no, th- we, that's false information. Boom, remove, delete it, unblocked. Uh, this, this, that. Like I find that interesting how quickly uh, YouTube or Twitter, whomever will just remove people, even like respectable doctors that are just like, Hey, the hydroxychloroquine thing. Hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Yeah. That actually works. Or the other one starts uh, with a letter. Um, I don't remember what it's called. Yeah. That one. Well, that, like, and like uh, Becca, I'd be interested to hear like if your dad's kind of given his take on it. But uh, like I, I, I personally, I haven't seen any like good legit studies or science. Um, everything, everything. I'll say this: everything I've seen around hydroxychloroquine is anecdotal. I haven't seen any good published peer-reviewed studies backing up effectiveness of hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, there's two. Do? My dad's a medical doctor. Ah. Yeah, uh, he's a family medical doctor. Yeah, so there are two. Uh, that's one right. He's like Doctor Huxable. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, that's but right. But less without of the uh, pedophile, yeah. without yeah. the yeah. without the drinks and the rape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so he um, there is there is two. I know there was one in France that I read last April and that had come out, and then there was another one that the U.S. Um, I forget if it was the who or the CDC did. I'd have to look to find them. Um, 
but he prescribed it for all of his patients. And yeah, maybe it's anecdotal for him, of course, but not a single one of his patients died and none of them had serious, like long-term issues. None were in the hospital. Um, I have heard, do you know if he gave it in conjunction with, uh, the the more um, so he did it with zinc and yeah, vitamin I was C. Say, I heard zinc and C were the the, the key, not doing it on its own. Yes, uh, but in concert with those. That's the, thank yeah, you for so he, landing on the question. I was trying to find somewhere in my. Yep, adult you're welcome. Brain. Yeah, so he uh, had his patients and a Z pack. He also put them on uh, Zithromax, which is just a general Joe antibiotic. Rogan said he's popping the Z pack right now. Yeah, well, I yeah. saw that. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, Rogan. That was big news today that Ro- Rogan popped positive, and you know his <laughs> his words. He said, you know, I threw the kitchen sink at it. And one of the things he included in his kitchen sink, which did include um, what we've already discussed, and then he did some NAD drips, but then he did ivermectin mm-hmm. as well. And right. so, like, all of the uh, – this rocket's lifting off right now. Um, go, 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 go. Um, so – but what's what's crazy about that is all the reporting around the ivermectin is – it's like what you were saying, Josh, where it's like there's just no honesty in this reporting. It's so jaded. So you see all these stories about Rogan. And it's, you know, Joe Rogan, A, they, they ding him as like being a vaccine down player right. or a denier, which I think is unfair and out of context. Um, right. But then their headlines Isn't are... is he vaccinated? Uh, I don't know, but I do know I'm that... I'm pretty sure Rogan's vaccinated. It could be, yeah. But their, their headlines today were like, uh, you know, comedian or podcast host or whatever, Joe Rogan. Um, you know, uh, takes takes horse medicine to treat COVID. So yes. what's ridiculous is one, um, I listened to a really great episode of his show that had um, like a, a front down, a front line uh, emergency medicine doctor who's part of a group that is uh, is using ivermectin as part of their uh, treatment protocol for their COVID nineteen plans. But he broke down why he also had um, gosh one of the 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 Weinstein brothers on, and I'm trying to remember what his background is, um, but it's MC? like science and evolution. Uh, or ev- evolutionary biology. Um, so like well-versed in, in things like this and had them mm. both on to discuss ivermectin at a very high scientific level. And, but like these stories reporting that like, oh, he's taking horse medicine. Does ivermectin get used to deworm like horses and cattle? Yes, it does. It's also successfully treated millions upon millions of humans successfully and safely for parasites and actually won the Nobel Prize for right. the scientists that developed ivermectin. So they're just news, right. they're being so intellectually dishonest about this. Like, yes, it is, yes, it is used for that. No, you should not go to the feed store and buy ivermectin <laughs> off the shelf and take that. But to act like there's no potential legitimate role for the use of ivermectin and to act, um, you know, like it's unused in humans and unheard of. And like it's right. It's, it's an incredibly uh, well-known and, and prescribed and well-tolerated medication. Um, and yeah, same with hydroxy. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, same with the hydroxy. But hydroxy, you only get hydroxychloroquine. You only get $3 for prescribing it. So it's not going to make you money. But it's like Fauci himself is the one who said, you know, in the 80s, he said it again in the 90s with different coronaviruses, this is the most effective treatment we had. So, um, you know... COVID is a coronavirus. Um, I, I just, I don't understand how one plus one doesn't equal two anymore. But. It actually equals three. Get it together. 
So uh, just shy of three minutes into this launch, they they had a rud, which is the fun way to say rapid unscheduled disassembly. Big boom. Nobody on this rocket. It's fine. They'll learn from it. It was a test flight, but who luckily, was it? Uh, this was uh, Firefly. What I love, if you're a nerd and a sci-fi fan, and you liked the series and/or the movie Firefly, um, not only uh-huh. is their not only is their rocket named Firefly, but their engines are called Reavers, which is freaking fantastic. God bless science nerds. But uh, I oh, am yes. super happy that I didn't go back and say, hey, buddy, if you're still awake, they're gonna actually going to launch because he would be crying would all it, over again. Would he like right to now. see a rocket go boom? No, or would no. you find that sad? No, we don't like rapid. Uh, actually, man, we went, uh, and we'll, we'll come back to Joe Rogan, Ivermectin, but uh, real quick. So we went back to Kennedy over the weekend. We hadn't been in a while. And he, for whatever reason this time, I don't know if it's just his age or whatever, he really, really fixated uh, on Colombian Challenger while Aww. we were there and the pictures of him. And so he mm. like knows the names of all the shuttles. And he's like, but those two had accidents, right, Dada? And I'm like, yeah, buddy. Aww. And they're actually part of their like memorial display in the Atlantis uh, shuttle uh, display there is there's actually a piece of the Challenger and actually the window frames from the front of Columbia are on, wow. dis- on display and their memorial there. And I had never taken him in to see those. Um, but so we, we rounded that corner. We were looking at him. He's like, man, they had a really bad day. Hundada. And I said, yeah. <laughs> and he says, um, he's not quite for yet. He says, I hope all the astronauts were okay. We just didn't even go there. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's sweet, buddy. He goes, but all the other shuttles are okay. Right. I said, yeah, buddy, the other ones are all okay. He said, well, maybe they can build a uh, new Challenger and new Columbia and the other ones can teach them to not have accidents. Oh my gosh. I cannot with him. Yeah. I know the rockets are freaking retired or the shuttles he's, are retired. Freaking noob. He's yeah. going to make me cry. Yeah. Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> so Just kidding. Yeah. So, but no, Someone's he's, offended at that he's not a fan uh, when they, when they explode, he likes successful launches. So, well, that's good that he's for success and not uh, just yeah. pure explosions and thrill of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so, uh, you know, back to Rogan, what's funny is all of these uh, smug and or if you prefer the pronunciation smudge, um, you know, <laughs> woke lefty writers, you know, writing up their, you know, their industry approved there. It, it's not going to it's not going to get tagged online as possible mis- misinformation. You know, they're mocking him for all these things he's doing. Uh, but you know, he felt like crap one night and has felt fine since. So there's that. Now right. he's, he's also an incredibly healthy fit dude, which, which right. helps. We all know that helps. Right. Um, yeah. I watched his video and like, I mean, it felt like an hour long. He kept listening to all the things he was popping into his system. And, then and I was this. like, okay, I, took, I, I literally, all I grabbed was when I had COVID was the, the, those like, OD uh, cough drops to help soothe your throat that like completely numb your mouth. But my uh-huh. sore, I had like the only thing I had a problem with COVID was like I had the worst sore throat ever. And um, mm. I found out from my boss later on, um, his wife had the same like super sore throat and she just took his antibiotics because he had it. Then his wife uh, okay. got it because he had it. So then she took his antibiotics that he got prescribed and then her sore throat was gone within like. 24 hours i sat there and suffered suffered for like four days with the worst sore throat i've had in my life it was so bad i had a cup by my bed so i could spit instead of swallow it was so bad and i got like od cough drops you name it i tried it didn't work and then i found out later on oh you could just got like antibiotics and it cleared up the sore throat like immediately and i almost mad but yeah so like seeing all the things rogan took i was like dang i didn't do any of that 
Yeah, I actually think, I mean, I don't think there even would have been any way to confirm it since I since I was vaccinated. I think there's a pretty strong likelihood um, I had Delta just before it kind of hit the radar for everybody that it was the dominant strain and or more, and more so before it kind of hit the radar for everybody that the symptoms were different than, than what we've all come to think of, of the symptoms of, of right. COVID because it does include like a sore throat and uh, sinus pressure and stuff like that. And I, I had a really, really bad sore throat pop up out of nowhere, um, actually, mm-hmm. and uh, some sinus pressure came along with it. And then that went one, like within a day, like bad sinus pressure and then gone and then mm-hmm. runny and then runny nose and then gone. But the sore throat lingered for mm-hmm. three or four days. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, we, I hit a teledoc up for it just to see like, uh, maybe, you know, maybe I can point my phone camera down my throat and he can prescribe a Z pack or something for me. Sure, sure. And this dude literally wanted to treat for, for everything. He prescribed like four things. I'm like, dude, I'm not doing any of that. What is wrong with you? <laughs> um, and so I'm like, I went and filled, um, just the, I can't remember if it was a Z pack or if it was a erythro- I was going to say erythromycin. That's what I'm allergic to, but, uh, amoxicillin or something. I'm like, yeah. I'll, I'll fill this. I'm like my throat by the end of that day was feeling way better, but you know how they, they'll start to feel like that'll kind of dull during the day. Mm-hmm. And then it comes back strong. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if it comes back strong again tomorrow morning, that would have been like day five. I'm like, I'll actually start the antibiotic and I'll just follow up with my PCP. And it was gone. Uh-huh. I never took any of them. And I don't even know if that doctor should be practicing medicine. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he's like, well, you could well, have you could have silent acid reflux. And this is textbook oh allergies. And this is, and this is textbook allergies. And you could have. And I'm like, yeah, I get that the way medicine works is that lots of symptoms overlap. Uh, that's not I'm, I'm not here for you to. <laughs> Like to just guess. throw yeah. throw everything uh, at it, but well, yeah, I think option. based on those symptoms in that time frame, that may uh, have been Delta. What was crazy is so I had COVID, uh, obviously tested positive like on a Wednesday, and then the following Friday, I think I went to get tested again. Um, not the following, like the next Friday, not right, that, right, like, you know, right, two weeks later, basically. Almost. We got you. Um, and so got tested again because I wanted to go to a birthday party uh, that night with a friend. Okay. And so I was like, I don't feel comfortable going to, I hadn't had symptoms in days. So I was like, I don't, I don't know. It was still October last year. So I was like, mm. I'm just going to, who really knows anything? Um, but I really wanted to go, but I didn't feel comfortable going knowing I was still technically positive. So when I got a test, uh, it still came back positive, which was like brick. And then the doc told me, uh, he was like, yeah, you don't need to quarantine for another 12 days. I was like, hey, idiot, if I uh, like I'm going to get tested tomorrow, it'll probably be negative. And lo and behold, Monday got tested because I couldn't get an appointment Saturday and Sunday, got tested Monday was positive, was negative and it was fine. And I'm like, yeah, if I had sat there and listened to that joke and I told him too, I'm like, hey, man, I've already quarantined for like almost two weeks. I'm just trying to get out tonight. And it was still negative by like a day. So no one knows anything. We're all dumb. We're all done. Well, all, and there's all of us. Also, and I haven't heard as many reports on this aspect at this point, so maybe nobody cares anymore or maybe I got better at it. But the problem with the PCR test for so long is that they were running. Oh, yeah, they spun it too fast. Yeah, they yes. were running so many cycles that it would amplify mm-hmm. even the tiniest amount of even inactive virus. So yes. the PCR would pop positive, but you weren't able to transmit at that point. 
that's the one that takes like three days to get back. Well, it, it depends. Well, you could on... do it rapid in fifteen minutes too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, usually, I only got rapid tests. Yeah. The well, there's like rapid non PCR, and then you can get rapid PCR, but typically they have to have an on-site lab. Like if they're processing their own stuff, you right. can you can get that you can get that back quick. But most places that are doing PCR, they're sending that off. So like right. if you go to your PCP and they run a rapid, like if they run a rapid test, they did that in house. It probably wasn't PCR. If they do a PCR swab, they're probably sending that someplace else. Mm. So the more, that, you know, yeah, that's, that's what takes so many, so many days. But so, yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> Joe Rogan, glad you're feeling better, buddy. And, uh, mm-hmm. so, I mean, that, so is he getting a lot of hate is you kind of hinted at that. I mean, I didn't read well, the article you tagged, but no, he, I he's mean, getting hate. The, he's getting some hate. I think he's just getting mocked more than he's getting hate. He's being mocked, mocked in what way? Like, they're, well, they're putting the headline saying Joe Rogan takes, uh, you know, horse medicine. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did the same with Trump when he, didn't he like misspeak with the, the, pumping Clorox in your system or something. Right, right. Miss, he Which was just hilarious. And people took miss, it as I literally telling days. people to go get Clorox. Yeah, and I, he, it's like, clearly he didn't mean that. Like, right. shut up. I do miss the days that the worst part of America was uh, the things our president said versus <laughs> <laughs> everything else that was going on in the world. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, Simpler times. Did you listen to last week's episode? With yeah, Afghanistan? I did. Oh yeah, yeah, totally did. I loved it actually. Jocko's, yeah. uh, you know, obviously much more eloquent than President Trump is, was, and, and possibly ever will be. Um, but like, it just would not have been outside of the realm of possibility for President Trump to have shared very similar sentiments to what Jocko said. He wouldn't have done the ownership part. He wouldn't have said I miscalculated. No. He wouldn't have said this right. is my fault. Uh, right. But the everything after, but we're correcting this going forward, and here's what we're doing. Uh, yeah, I could have I, I could have seen that. So. Yeah, I had a I had a decent argument with Adam, who's been on the podcast uh, yet the other day. I don't know too much on either side. Like I haven't really been keep, keeping up. Like Kayla, I heard you say last week was probably the most I've really heard about any of it. Kind of I heard mm-hmm. what Mike redacted a couple weeks ago, but like Sorry. not out of like pure like not wanting to learn. It's just I just haven't heard much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and so. I was kind of parroting what you were saying, Kale, about it. And, and I also have read Extreme Ownership, and I believe in Extreme Ownership, whatever. Which is really funny talking to Adam about it. Cause, and I'm going to speak for him. He's not here to defend himself, so I don't care if he, he won't even listen That's to this. That's the best so way whatever. to do it. Right. So I'm going to miss, I'm going to misquote him purposely. Yeah, to make if he sound perfect. better. If he wants, to say, if he wants <laughs> to say he can uh, restart his Patreon support. Hey, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Rebecca, how's your Patreon support? Anyways, um, <laughs> hey, if he can pull in Becca's numbers, he can uh, he can stop, he can not support. Hey, uh, hey, that's what yeah. I want to hear. <laughs> you do have the highest play count episode, of course, of course. Anyways, you're welcome, um, So I was. What did arguing, Adam say? Yeah, I was more arguing for the viewpoint of it's it's Biden should take ownership because he's the leader in charge, and like, and then that immediately triggered Adam saying it's not Biden's fault. Why it's it's you're just making him a scapegoat. And I would have said this if Trump did the exact same thing, if uh, Obama did the exact same thing that Biden just went through, I would be saying the exact same sermon. But the fact that currently Biden is in charge, the buck stops at him. Yes. That's how leadership works. Yes. And so I and and Adam was like, no, this is we shouldn't have been there to begin with. We've been there for 20 years. Da, 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 da. But so it's Bush's fault. We're even there. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it doesn't matter. But it's not either here nor there. 
oh, Biden is in charge, extreme ownership. It, it, it's his to correct. Yes, he he inherited the problem. Sure. But like it is still the leader's responsibility to ensure that it is a, uh, it is executed properly and handled well. And people are uh, from top to bottom are taken care of, uh, are feeling uh, like, oh, we're going to get out of here. We'll be safe. That is the leader's responsibility, regardless if he inherited the problem or not. Am I right? Yeah. Am I wrong? Absolutely. So- you no. Know, yeah, you're right. So, and I just, it bothers me, you know, I'm teaching two leadership courses this fall on campus. And um, as a leader, everything you said, Josh, it doesn't matter if you mess up, if your team messes up, it's your fault. Yes. Correct. You take responsibility. Correct. Doesn't matter. So many people to swallow. Yeah. Maybe you inherited a problem you don't like, but if you're the leader, you take responsibility. You can't pass it off to somebody else. And it really bothers me. Here I am trying to teach college students what leadership is, and yet what they're seeing reflected in the news is the complete opposite of that. It's uh, frankly drives me insane. Yeah, and I told Adam, I'm like, well, let's hop because I was I was paraphr- paraphrasing what you were saying, Kale, and kind of going off what Jocko was saying, and uh, and I didn't, and I was like. To be honest, dude, I, I don't have a hill on either side. I'm really going to die on right now. Like, I'm just telling mm. you honestly, I don't really know too much. Like, I'd rather go into more research before I sit here sure. and really definitively fight for my side. You know what I mean? Um, but like at the same time, I was like, I mean, but there's, at, the, there's at the end of the day, I still do believe yeah. that Biden should have handled it, executed it better. And I'm not sitting here arguing we shouldn't have left. Like, I'm not saying we should stay, but I'm also it is Iraq's fault in an aspect or not Iraq. Hello. Afghanistan um, that they didn't. Uh, he just texted me. It just popped up right now. He's listening while we record. Um, just kidding. Um, it is a little bit Afghan Afghanistan's government's fault for not stepping up and like the Taliban took over in three milliseconds. Like that is a little bit their fault. But then the fact that we left America behind, this is that. I'm like mm. Biden could have done aspects of the execution of leaving better, and that was my main argument. And uh, I told him he should come back on, and I would and I would love for you two to go. Uh, bat to bat. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it might be a bit much to pin uh, the failures of the Afghanistan government on him. It might be. It might be. Yeah, I would have put uh, that on Biden. But, but it, you can absolutely pin the failure on him that, uh, again, either he, they were lying to us about the conditions on the ground or there was a, a failure of intelligence to have an accurate reading of the conditions on the ground. And either right. of those things are on him. Right. Yeah. So Adam's yeah. stance is that we shouldn't have been in Afghanistan ever, because that's a hot take. I and I feel like that's that's uh, that's almost like the World War II argument. It's like it's a what if, like it's it's not it's not here nor there. So what's the point of really sitting here and arguing it? Um, but the World War II argument say it's, being it's the, is, the bomb we dropped. We, it's a callback to previous episode. Please go listen, subscribe, and comment below. Go on, sorry. But to listen. to say it's Bush's fault, <laughs> we're even we're even there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there, there's a take you don't really hear anywhere ever. Uh, yeah, and if you flash back to 2001, I don't think anyone was mad about shipping up over there at like, all. Like to me, there's there's potentially an open debate about uh, Iraq, but uh, and uh, Becca and I were actually having this conversation off air before before you came on the call. Like, pick the most lefty pacifist president you can think of. 
anyone and everyone would have gone into Afghanistan yeah. post 9-11. Everyone. Yes. Correct. Right. Yeah. Um, now, I was I was in fifth grade ready to hop on a plane myself. Now, right. does uh, does Bush get to own uh, the uh, his fair share of how long the war lasted? Sure. Right along with President Obama and President Trump. And now. Right. Well, I guess not President Biden. He doesn't get to like. Hey, None of us you, you pulled the troops out. You just did it in the most god awful way. You, po- I mean, I, I mean, I, I guess you could have done it worse if you were trying. I guess you could have just turned off all communication and aid to the troops that were there and, and, and just left everybody there. I guess you could have done it worse, but not much, not much. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. The, and again, I, you know, I don't even know, like, to say, oh, we shouldn't have been there that long. I still go back to, well, we still have bases in Germany and Japan. Um, yeah. I think we maybe shouldn't, everywhere. shouldn't have been there in the way that we were for that long, um, like a sure. better plan, yeah. a better stated goal. Uh, should we maintain a military presence there and, uh, you know, good relations uh, with a duly elected government? Yeah, probably. I mean, that ship sailed. The power vacuum's created. Somebody's going to fill it. But uh, right now it's the, the Taliban. And then, you know, we'll see who wants to play in their sandbox. Um Though it it will be China, Russia, and, and Iran, it will yeah, be. Yeah, we know who's playing in their yeah. sandbox. So. They've already moved in. Yeah. Um, Rebecca, so. I have a question for you. Sure, Joshua. Um, <laughs> uh, that's my legal name. Um, so uh, Kira and I were watching Indiana Jones One the okay. other day. Um, yeah. And so the reason why we're watching it, this is sad because that's my next Lego game after I beat the one I'm on. Anyways. Um, <laughs> So we were watching it, and you know how they do the point, the point, the part in Indiana Jones where he's like on the plane, and it shows the world map, and it goes point to point, like where he's flying to. Remember that? Vaguely, yes. Like he's flying from L.A., San Diego, right. San Fran, all the way yeah. to Japan, and then India, and then he ends up wherever. Uh huh. Um, at one point, he when he lands in Cairo, it shows where Israel is, and that whole area said Palestine. Yes. And I and. I don't know history. I don't know anything. But my first thought was, is was that I, I'm assu- I was assuming at the time, oh, maybe Palestine owned that whole area. But I thought it, that was always Israel. But then I know Israel and Palestine have always been back and forth, back and forth. So then because the, it takes place in the, what, 1930s or 40s because um, Nazis are around. Right, so right. I was confused. So I, I thought it would be. I, I would like to yeah. the, the listeners can see it. I'm smiling so big because you're you're opening a massive can of worms, and I'm just interested, <laughs> I'm just interested oh, to I hear. Am. I'm just interested to hear Becca break it down. Yeah, I and I and uh, even with the the controversy that happened recently, like it's it's really hard to even uh, really know what to think because both sides. I'm like, and Kale's gonna get annoyed again at me because I'm on the <laughs> I'm on a fence sitting over here, and I'm like, I don't want to dig my feet into one camp because then the other side says a really good point. And I'm like, Oh shoot. That's a, that's a decent point. And then this other side says, well, well this, and I'm like, Oh, well that's a decent point too. So I'm like, I have no idea about anything and I am willing to learn from so, someone who has been on the ground. Yeah. So this is, um, a really difficult, um, question. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, I mean, also I am heavily influenced by having a Judeo-Christian worldview and belief in the Bible. So already people are going to start off on a different 
a belief system than me about this. But, you know, Israel... But can you I, talk about it objectively, at least? You seem like you can. I feel like I can, but I'm acknowledging by saying that already people are going to disagree with me. Okay. okay. So pretty much um, Muslims and Jews, for the most part, agree that Israel as a land existed when Abraham lived there. Mm-hmm. And basically that's the end of their agreements, you know, because then Ishmael, they believe the land was given to him. Therefore it's always been Palestine. Whereas Jews believe it and Christians that it came through Isaac and Israel. Okay. After Jacob changed his name to Israel, God changed his name. So basically since the time of Abraham fights, okay, let's skip thousands of years of history now we're in the early 1900s and there is the British mandate um, from the League of Nations. So at the time, uh, the land obviously was always there and, and many like takeovers by so many uh, other countries. I mean, the Ottomans uh, ruled all of that area for a time. It was all part of Turkey for hundreds of years. So, you know, frankly, the Turks could claim a right to the land as much as anybody else because they ruled it for eons of time but as the ottoman so, empire yes 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 yeah. which is yeah not yeah so anyways okay so we're getting to the early 1900s and it is called all the land was called palestine and basically uh you know this is i i think very ac- ac- accurate I guess, Carol, you can jump in if I'm wrong. And I haven't studied this specifically. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and but, not correct you on any uh, issues yeah. related to Israel. For people that don't know, real, just a real five second, like you lived in Israel. You have studied the history for mm. like many, many years. Like you're mm. not you're not just some schmuck off the street. I'm like, hey, tell me about Israel Palestine. Like, you know, yeah. your stuff. I lived there, but I didn't study necessarily the history. I mean, I read a lot of books, but so basically. But, but right now, if you had to, you could say in Hebrew, I mean, I know some things. Can <laughs> any of that? I could. Hey. So Hello. here we are. That's not Hebrew. Um, <laughs> it's not. That would be Arabic. That's Arabic. That's that's, that's, so it sounded the stuff. same. It felt the same. It does feel the same. Oh my gosh. Mine ends at humus and baklava. Baklava Ah. is a word worth knowing, people. It's a word worth knowing. It is, but it's not a Hebrew word. No, I know. I'm just tossing out things from the region, and baklava is delicious, as is Toss it out. I like what's the correct What's the correct pronunciation of hummus, as we all say here? Hummus. Hummus. I feel like when this yeah. is, I feel like it's when Phoebe's trying to get Joey to speak French. <laughs> Doesn't ever really? work. Uh, oh my anyways, gosh. Anyways, okay, we digress. So everything is Palestine, Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, which. So in Indiana essence, Jones is correct. And yes. it wasn't propaganda that I was watching. It's correct it for the period of time. Basically, it was. Correct. Correct. That's what I was that period watching. of time, which was in essence ruled by, from what I can understand, Jordan was kind of the overseers governmentally, yeah. okay, with their kingdom. I, I do think it's worth saying and important to the debate, and I don't feel like this is me correcting you, which I promise not to do, but mm. the area was known as Palestine. It was not an established, recognized nation state. No established, recognized nation state of Palestine has ever existed in the known history of man. What, is, what does that mean to recognize? Like, who so has to, Palestine who wasn't... Recognize? 
It wasn't a country. It was just what the land was called. Is there a form you fill out to say, hey, we'd like to be a country? Um, you have to have, you have to form a government. You have to okay. have, um, established borders like, and yeah, established and borders. And didn't do any of that. No, because they're all nomads. It's all, it's a nomadic land, mostly Bedouins at the time. Um, okay. their closest allegiance would be, you know, Egypt to the South or Jordan. So there's just, uh, the land existed. It was not inhabitable, probably 90% of it at the time. Okay. okay, so then you get all this um, pressure kind of during, um, you know, the British occupation. Officially, the Brits were over the territory, I guess, too. So they formed what is called the British Mandate. And I can't even tell you more specifics about that. But as a result of the British Mandate, uh, the border with Jordan is now defined. And the fight for control of what is now Israel and the West Bank and Gaza began. Then we have... What roughly year was this? I think the British Mandate was like 1918, 1919. Okay. uh, When the British Mandate was. um, Same time as World War I, right? So that's also factoring the political uh, people fighting for control of that land. They want it. Uh, Now World War II happens and the need for an established place for the Jewish people, you know, has arisen. The Jews are saying this was, you know, the home of our birth, blah, blah, blah. The British kind of gave as part of the British mandate then. Wow. This is so embarrassing. I am so sorry to all my Jewish friends that are listening. Uh, Basically the land was uh, given to the Jews to establish. So uh, they founded uh, the first kibbutzim, so uh, little communities, basically, like a community, an enclave of people. And the Jews are who um, made the desert rain, right? They allowed the land to become inhabitable, and they started it. So it was Palestine, um, but that was just uh, so like I, an equivalent. I, Go ahead. I, found a, I just found a quick timeline, so I just thought I'd throw it in real quick for you. Um, okay. 1920, of course, they say CE, but what they mean is AD. Uh, Britain awarded awarded mandate over the region by the League. So 1917, Britain conquers Israel from the Ottomans in Israel. Ottomans, of course, now being being Turkey. We kind of covered that. Right. Uh, 1920, Britain awarded mandate over the region by the League of Nations. Um, Mm -hmm. 45, uh, Britain hands political decision-making for the mandate over to the UN. 47, the UN voted to partition the land into Jewish and Arab states. Right. Um, 48, Britain pulls out of the mandate. Jews declare independence. The Arabs reject the partition plan, and several Arab nations invade Israel. The Palestinians refuse to declare independence. Who knows why? Several times they've been offered a state and been very close, and their leadership has screwed them. Them um, over. Because yeah. as we so, see, as we see with issues in America, the leadership gets rich off of the controversy. Um, right. They they get rich rich off the victimhood. So oftentimes the leadership is not as motivated to see a resolution um, as the as the everyday mm. people. Um, so ultimately, so Palestine could have gotten like an area of land is what you're saying. And that it, like, I'm looking at a map of, of like mm-hmm. Israel and Jordan, right. and 
like so the the red within the red lines of that says israel they were willing to give palestine an area to say palestine is what you're saying so i don't know that israel once they became a state necessarily ever wanted to give any of their land to palestinian people Mm -hmm. um however the west bank and gaza exist so in gaza uh the you know gazaeans live and in the west bank Palestinians live. West People Bank think, being the biblical Samaria. Uh, correct. What is that, I'm not that smart. That I just day? saw that online. We yes. just call it the West Bank, but it's what where uh, is the West? The West. I'm Bank sorry. Is, I'm looking at Apple Maps, so okay. this might not be the most detailed. <laughs> the West Bank is west of the Jordan River, basically, and then east of Jordan and Syria. So it's that okay. thin stretch of land. It, uh, it, it probably said it sh- Apple Maps should say the West Bank. I don't um, see West Bank at all, but that that's probably irrelevant. So basically, if you find the Jordan River, it's going to be west of that. Um, right. And then that's broken down, Josh, into three areas, areas A, B, and C. Okay. And area A is controlled completely by Israel. So uh, Israeli police, uh, Israeli uh, infrastructure, blah 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 areas b is kind of um officially no man's land and then on the roads uh israel kind of controls a bit and then c areas are controlled completely by um palestinian authority okay so today you know what you have is um people are split if they should allow the palestinian authority to make a state and be an existing nation so people that are born in the west bank same in gaza but it's even uh, all of this on steroids in gaza but in the west bank you're not given a legal passport so you're you have an identity card but you're not allowed to uh, fly anywhere so uh, if you need to go to jordan um, or israel for a medical emergency you have to apply for a special visa, which will allow you to go. You're certainly, it's very hard to be able to travel to Europe. So the people in a way are fairly uh, discriminated against and certainly in Gaza, they are um, stuck. Um, So it's just a very complicated situation. What's also interesting is at the time when all this was kind of happening, you know, in 1918, 1919 with the League of Nations, it was when all of these countries were becoming nations, right? So, you know, you had Britain and France who kind of owned land all over the world. And it it was just land, right? So Iraq, uh, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Oman, um, all the Emirates, they're all just land um roughly owned by european you know monarchies so you know israel just took advantage of all of the uh, independence that was already beginning and they staked their claim on this piece of land and you got to give it to the jewish people they made away well and and even um not on the timeline I'm on right now. When was it that everybody ganged up and decided that they were going to obliterate Israel? 48. And Israel 48. kicked the snot out of all of them. And actually, so awesome. And actually gained a ton of land. Um, yes. Wait, which, Israel yes. ganged up on 
Say it slower. No, all of no. the neighboring nations decide they're going to go in together to decimate Israel on Yom Kippur. So the Day of Atonement, when you can't even oh, drink wow. water, you're fasting everything, uh, no food, no water. And they tried to gang up and attack Israel. And, um, and Israel, they Israel... smack down hard. So they, so hard. several nations tried to attack Israel, attack Israel, and Israel's like, nah. yes. Yes, Israel did not. Everybody agrees it was an act of benevolent mercy on God's part because they should have been destroyed. Yeah. They this had no. 1948. Yeah, I want to say, well, it's like, I don't actually it's know. Happened I, I it's happened more than once. It's happened more than once. Well, they it's like 48 was when they became a nation. And so I think the Six Day War, I want to say, was later, maybe in the 60s this i'm so sorry to every one of my friends listening yeah, no, <laughs> sorry I, i'm putting you on the spot <laughs> i'm like embarrassed I didn't, I didn't prep you that i was going to ask all these questions i literally just watched India finish yeah, the, yeah. The but other night. so but the point that i was going to is so you know through the the i, I think it is the six-day war even though we're iffy on the date um israel right. israel, is, yes. israel gained a ton of land through that like they they didn't just oh yeah they didn't just like push the invading armies back across their own borders like they chased them the heck out of Dodge. And so there's all this land that very arguably, I mean, throughout the history of the world, um, with the exception of America, countries that win wars, that land's theirs now. That's the way that's, mm -hmm. that's the way that's worked. Um, yes. And um, Israel, particularly in their situation where they're now there and, and much in recent years to in credit to the Trump administration, Relations between surrounding How countries triggered. relations between surrounding countries and Israel are probably better now than they have been possibly since the current nation state was created by the UN. Um, but for the longest time they've been surrounded by nothing but but enemies that wanted to see them wiped from the face of the earth. And so Israel had created a bigger buffer for themselves between these mm -hmm, countries mm -hmm, and very mm -hmm. arguably should have maintained that space for their own safety. And did mm -hmm. and did not. They ceded that land back. I actually think it was Jordan that they gained all that land. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember if it was uh, part of. No, they gained some land in Egypt and Syria as well. Yeah. And, and some they've kept, and some they've given back in different agreements and things. Um, same in Gaza, they gave up land in Gaza. What happened within two years? They're being bombed by Gaza. Like, well, that's what I was saying. Like, yes, like the plight. It's it's so like the the sad. Um, the real sad story behind, um, you know, geopolitical situations like this are that everyday people that are just trying to make a way to feed their kids to, to whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's like, uh, is the, is the plight of those, uh, uh, in, in Gaza and the West bank awful on that personal individual level? It is, mm -hmm. but it's not like any of those it's, it's not like all of those measures are completely unwarranted and without any kind of cause. It's not like um, their leadership are, are blameless in their state. And then, but the problem is it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy where it's like, oh, how can I get my family uh, out of poverty? Well, there's a lot of money that will get thrown at them if I martyr myself. A lot of money, right. more than I can right. ever earn for them. Right. And right. and I'm living in poverty and I'm miserable right. and my family's miserable and everybody I trust is telling me that that's the Israelis' fault. Right. 
Well, there's actually what's, I mean, it's such a complicated issue. And, and I didn't touch on this, but it's like, I, I have friends whose family was kicked out, Palestinian friends whose family was kicked out, um, you know, had homes that were just moved in, you know, by, um, by Israelis, by Jews. And it's just, it's, nobody wins on either side. And both sides, the propaganda to hate the other begins uh, in preschool. There are literal cartoons uh, in Arabic and Hebrew about how horrible the other side is, um, like with them shooting and blowing up um, other kids. It's just disgusting what both sides are doing. Um, but yeah, Josh, a couple, um, I was I was thinking when you were talking um on Netflix, there's a show called The Angel, which is about an undercover spy during that six-day war. Mm. That is a really good docu. It's not a documentary; Borat. it's a movie. It's Sasha uh, Baron. No, no, that's the spy. So the spy okay. is incredible. It's freaking amazing. Yes, the spy. Yeah, that is insane. And he, Sasha Baron Carter. Oh my gosh, he he's unbelievable. That is amazing. So yeah, the spy is great. The Angel is also really good. That's about an Egyptian undercover agent. And then there's also an Israeli TV show called Fauda, F-A-U-D-A. And I recommend watching it in Hebrew with English subtitles. It's better than watching it dubbed in English. Well, same, like most Japanese anime is better with Japanese voices yes. with English anime. Or uh, yeah, yeah, English yeah. anime. Hello, English subtitles. Yes. How's it going? Yeah, so Fauda is great, and it's... Um, it's going to kind of give you, um, okay, all three of those are very Israeli-centered, but they're all really great shows that kind of hit on the reality of what life, What like the first two are in history and found as a current uh, series with current uh, events. Right. Really good. Found has won a, um, a ton of awards. It's called The Angel or just Angel, would you say? Um. I think it's called the angel. I actually now I'm getting really insecure. If you type in like Israeli on Netflix, okay. I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to find the correct answer right now. So Becca, obviously, uh, you know, your background isn't political science, um, isn't no. whatever, but just like your read, you lived there in the space with the people, um, you know, people on both sides. You think, uh, do you think there's a feasible two state solution? I mean, I would say that most people our age think it's possible. Our uh, whether age. So the older folk, the boomers, the boomers are having an issue with it? Oh, a thousand percent. Because they have lived through giving back land and rights to Arab nations and seeing the result. Mm. So they're not into that anymore. And I think that's um, what I've had different arguments with friends about. It's like, you kind of hit on it a minute ago with, about like, oh, Palestine's doing all these atrocious things. Like they put their their bases in schools or they put their bases in very public areas. And then uh, when Israel attacks, obviously civilians will be in the crossfire. And it's But it's intentional on Palestine's side for that, right? So that in theory, Israel would not attack those bases because of civilians. But then there's people saying, well, no, Israel does the same thing. And they use humans as uh, whatever, too. And, like, they're killing Palestine civilians. No, that's whatever. a lot. And I'm like... So, yeah, what's really hard is you have to separate Gaza from the West Bank because those are um, two different things. Gaza is run by Hamas, which is a terrorist organization. And the West Bank, 
Hezbollah ninety percent of it. Yeah. So well, Hezbollah is Lebanon. So Hezbollah is a terrorist organization in Lebanon, the country. Uh, I've that, heard of that. Yeah, there you can look at the Lebanese. There's two Lebanese uh, Israel-Lebanese wars um, in the 80s and 90s that were really um, horrible. One of my um, good closest Israeli girlfriends, her brother, died in the one. Um, so you have Hezbollah in the north, Hamas and Gaza, and then the West Bank. In my opinion, uh, you can't compare Gaza and the West Bank. They're not the same. And Gaza, uh, in Gaza, Hamas is building their terrorist shell, uh, cells under hospitals in elementary schools so that when Israel does do something, they can claim uh, human rights violations. Mm. Um, so it was. this was a really big deal in May because um, Israel did take out uh, a cell that was... Um, part of a school that also um, they took out Al Jazeera's headquarters in Gaza City. Uh-huh. And Al Jazeera is technically a neutral news source. I actually yeah. really do. I wouldn't say it's yeah. neutral, but I love Al Jazeera. Yeah. <laughs> but I do love uh, their uh, updates, let you know what's actually going on-ish. But um, sarcastic here, I'm assuming? Yeah. No, I like, I like Al Jazeera. I read okay. the BBC every day, a couple of American newspapers, and Al Jazeera always. <laughs> so sorry, Carol. <laughs> um, yeah, Why don't so you like God, Al Jazeera. Are they like what? What side of the aisle are they leaning? Oh, they're very left, liberal, and I mean, not pol- necessarily politically liberal um, because they're Islamic, so they're fairly conservative. But they're just, um, it's, it's a, an Islamic newspaper. Uh, okay, gotcha. She pronounced propaganda wrong. <laughs> happen, Whatever. It happens sometimes. Whatever. Um, so, yeah, so Hamas, um, honestly, those citizens are um, enslaved in Gaza by Hamas, um, Mormon Israel. And Israel, it doesn't get in the news um, you know, does so much aid and does so much work to help um, people in Gaza by taking out um, children who need heart transplants and adults mm. with heart transplants. And but just now I have friends in Israel who work for organizations that only are working in Gaza. <laughs> it's just not in the news. And then, so then you have the West Bank and the West Bank's a totally different animal. It's technically, um, there's a government. So but the PLO, uh, establish a state if there's a two-state solution what does that look like i don't know i i wish that what bb benjamin netanyahu had said a couple years ago that they wouldn't expand settlements actually happened because i don't think you know it's one problem how are we going to fix the settlements that are there but let's not build more okay we can all agree this is not going well for either side um, so they signed this law and then they backtracked very quickly and started building more. So that doesn't, um, I think, garner any sort of love from the other side when you make an agreement and you uh, go back on it. So I don't know. I think a two-state solution in theory with the West Bank is possible. And I would say most of my generation would loosely desire that. Everybody, what does that mean? Ha- 
Does that mean like they'd like, all right, you take this area and we take this area. See ya. Well, this is, yeah. So that's the question is who's going to give up what? So Jerusalem is, Jerusalem's the issue. Everybody wants Jerusalem. Jerusalem's the whole ball game. Jerusalem is it. So right now, uh, the West Bank, they have land. They have um, ish self-autonomy. So first of all, a two-state solution is going to allow them to have their own country, their own land, their own president, deal with everything on their own. I'm not sure in some ways, actually, if that is better for them because they get a lot of money and infrastructural support from Israel. But, okay, they could be a new nation. Let them figure this out. The problem is... um, the Palestinian Authority will never do that unless they're allowed to keep Jerusalem. And mm. Israel is never going to give up Jerusalem. You see, so, you know, the reality of could there be a functional solution? I don't know. You know, right now, officially, Jordan oversees the Temple Mount. So the area around it is controlled by Israel. The Temple Mount is Jordanian. It just gets, um, it's already a mess. And neither side's going to give up Jerusalem. And at least have, East Jerusalem, where uh, the old city is. Well, and has I, either side know the rules of dibs? They, yeah, the, someone but called again, dibs? again. So here's the problem, Josh. Okay, so uh, back to <laughs> Abraham and Isaac. It was real. <laughs> so back to Abraham and Isaac and Ishmael. Um, Jewish people believe, and Christians, okay, both mm-hmm. believe that. The Mount Moriah is the mountain where Isaac and Abraham went up when Isaac was sacrificed and then the ram was provided. Right. That mountain, Moriah, is in Jerusalem, and that is where the Temple Mount currently exists. So the Jews and the Christians say, hey, that belongs to Abraham and Isaac. That's Jewish. Give it to us. However, uh, all Muslims believe that Ishmael was the son that was sacrificed because that's how the Quran tells the story. Oh, wow. I've never so heard that. Ishmael uh, is sacrificed on Mount Moriah and the ram is provided. So they say, no, this is ours, number one. Number two is that Muhammad, when he ascended to heaven, he ascended from Mount Moriah in Jerusalem and his footprint is inside the dome. You can still see it, so they say. So it's sacred to them, and they have dibs because of Ishmael and Abraham. And then that was affirmed, you know, in the 1300s, whenever Muhammad existed, I want to say the 1300s. Um, and he ascended from there. So it's their um, second or third most holy site in all of Islam. I think it's the second most holy site. Third, yeah, I think it's the second. Um, so dibs you know, again, you're going back to Abraham, Isaac, and Ishmael and issues, you know, if Abraham just could have kept his junk in his pants, we wouldn't have this issue. Amen. Well, if so even true. Adam could have just been wiser, we wouldn't really be in any of this. Because people like to blame Eve, like it was all Eve's fault. Uh, like, no. He says Adam was standing right behind her or right next to her. Yeah, so, yeah but was he talking to a snake? Was he talking to, when has parcel tongue ever worked out well for anyone? Okay. Never. Yeah. Never a good idea. Well, so, um, I guess I, I still, I, this is, this seems like a big, this seems like a heavy peach. This is a big peach. This is a big peach. Yeah. 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 But I, you know, I think we could solve it here. You know, it's actually, um, (laughs) it is like, 
come on. It's so telling to me when you go, when you talk about like that, you know, Israel's boomer generation is like, no, we've seen what happens when you try to be fair. There's, there's a right. micro, there's a microcosm of that in Jerusalem where, where, when, when Israel controls a site, um, mm-hmm. with shared significance, um, Arabs still have access to that site. Correct. When the Arabs have control of a, of an area that has shared significance, uh, Christians, Jews tend to not have access. Am I correct in that? Correct. Yes, you are. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. yep. And it's this little microcosm of, uh, no, like you, they're not playing by this. You can't play, you can't play fair. Like the only way to play any game fair is with a, a shared set of agreed upon rules and they don't agree on the rules. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've, and that's a lot of the controversy I've seen between the two countries. It's like, I, I, I mean, and that's why I want to ask you, Rebecca, because I hear a lot of the Israel quote side. I haven't really heard too much of the Palestine side, but like right. what I've heard a lot is um, Israel has gone, hey, Palestine, all right, chill out. We'll give you X, Y, and Z. And then right. uh, Palestine's like, no, we don't want that. And then that's just copy right. pasted over and over and over. And they just haven't conceded or like been like, okay, we'll take your offer or whatever. Right. I think they were really close to um, some sort of peaceful agreement in the 90s. And then President, uh, the Prime Minister Rabin was actually assassinated by a religious right conservative zealot and killed. I mean, he was assassinated. And that just destroyed um, all the peace talks. Well, and Arafat mm. torpedoed a deal or two, did he not? Yeah, he also did. Correct. But I did, you know, it's funny because it's a television show, but I think um, in their later seasons, um, it's funny that it's coming up twice, but West Wing did a whole so like, um, mm-hmm. you know, piece in the Middle East dedicated episode later in their run. Right. And the solution that they actually landed on in the show to me was a very interesting one. Maybe it's one that's been floated in real life and doesn't work for some reason. I hadn't heard mm. it before West Wing, which was Israel retains control over Jerusalem. It's their capital. Mm-hmm. It's their the sovereign mm-hmm. over it. But mm-hmm. you the the Arab state that would be created would have control over particular Arab holy sites within Jerusalem that mm-hmm. would be sovereign land, not unlike an embassy. Right. It's an right. interesting take. Yeah. It's an interesting take. I mean, there's a lot of interesting takes. It's better than yeah. nobody's, neither side's going to be okay with either one having complete control. Right. And there's no way to slice that pie in half that everybody's happy with. Right. So. Right. Right. It's something. Yeah. It's, yeah. So Israeli-Palestinian leadership, if you're talking, the the Solid 7 podcast is happy to host you. We'll, we'll solve this. We'll crack some Jocko goes. <laughs> let's get one Israeli and, uh, representative and one uh, Palestinian representative, and let's let's just hammer this out. Let's, yeah. mm-hmm. hey, you shut up. He's not done talking. All right, now you finish. All right, now you start talking. Hold on, shut up. He didn't start yet. All right, go ahead. All right, we, we could moderate real well. Yeah. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, sees, a, Josh sees merits to all sides of all arguments. You've no matter what side you're on, you have him on your you side. Like so you've got that going bad, for you. Though. You've Why got you that act going like for that's you. Like unwise to want to listen to another side of an argument. It's not. It's just not Carol's, you know, skill set. So he downgrades its importance to life. Uh, I'm just not a fan of being lukewarm, and I think I'm in good company in that. Who said I'm lukewarm? It's like, oh, there's another perspective. Let me hear it out. Mm, mm. 
What's wrong with that? Tell me what's wrong with that. Wanting to hear all sides of, uh, a, of a story. Nothing's wrong with it as long as it doesn't last in perpetuity. As long as it's not a mm-hmm. constant holdout for, well, I don't know if I have all the information. At some point, right. you likely have enough information to hop down off the fence. Yes, and you have to make a decision, and that's what gets hard for people like Josh and I who want to listen to all the sides. I think because we actually see the humanity in people, and like we want to like, oh, no, they have feelings, and Kale is un- yep. doesn't understand that side of yep. humanity. Yep. I'm, I'm I think a- Kale sees people have feelings. That was most, I think mostly Kale a joke, has feelings. But, okay, yeah. okay. I yeah, think, that wasn't yeah. serious. Anyways, I don't need to defend Kale's feelings. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Or lack thereof. So, I have the normal, oh, I have the normal compliment of human feelings. They just don't get a vote. Mm. That's all. Mm. Um, but I think if there's anything we have learned from this discussion about Israel, it's that they gave us Gal Gadot, and that's good enough for me. I'm fine with it. That's good enough for She's me. She's my hall pass. Yeah, and by She's going to be on uh, in a new like uh, Netflix movie with The Rock and um, Ryan Reynolds. She's so cute. She just had her third baby. I love her. Wow, third baby. Good for her. Yeah, yeah, they're so cute. They used to live really close to me. Her and her husband had more her like house. good for him. Am I right, guys? Ah. All right. <laughs> Um, I watched the trailer of the movie Red Notice. Yeah, is the name of it. Um, I, it didn't not, slap. It, it didn't slap me. Uh, see, I think it's uh, it's absolutely not going to win any Oscars. Uh, but it looks right, like a right. fun watch. It's uh, yeah. Turn your brain off, and it's a good little sit back and just uh, Friday night. You're not doing anything. What's this on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to comment that Gal Gadot. I look more like I've birthed three children than Gal Gadot does. Just for the record. Mm-hmm. It's I, think, jeans. I think most people look more like they've given birth to I think I'm just over the rock I think that's more of my give me the Gal Gadot 24-7 give me Ryan Reynolds 24-7 I'm over the rock like someone needs to let him know God bless him he's hustling he's killing it he's doing great don't hate the dude but I think someone should tell him you don't have to be in every movie man like it's fine like there's other there's other actors that can fill the role but hey you're killing it. You're making way more money and you care about people. He seems like a genuine nice guy. Not trying to hate on him too hard. But I am saying you're in every role and you're kind of the same character in every movie you do. Anyways. Of course. But uh, yeah. So there we are. There we are. Rock hate. That's a take. Okay. <laughs> I do not hate. Again, I, I have to preface. I don't hate The Rock. I'm just saying like, I don't think he's the strongest actor. And I don't know if I'm wrong to say that. But I, I, um, I don't think anyone argues he's the strongest actor. I know, but he's the same. Like even the Fast and the Furious movies, I'm like, what? I think he just wanted to be in it, just to be in it. And like that's of why course. we watched Jungle Cruise. One, it's thirty dollars, and two, I'm like, you just seem like the same guy in everything. Like it's what's what am I watching? I I think it's just that same mentality as Samuel L. Jackson. You know, like we've talked about that on here before. Same. When he's like, why you know why are you in these like B and C movies? Because I'm an actor. I, I work, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it is about Samuel Jackson. Like, I mean, I guess, okay, hold, hear me. If he's in a Marvel movie, I'm not mad ever. Like he's great. At all the Marvel movies. But then like, if there's a movie where he's like the main star and they're like, Hey, here's Samuel Jackson's new movie. I'm probably not going to like go out of my way to see it. Like he's not drawing me to the movie. Mm-hmm. Per se. I, mm-hmm. And like the rock is 
Like he's in every single movie and like they tout him as like the rock, the rock, the rock, the rock. But it doesn't, it doesn't draw me to the movie. Cause I'm like, you're the same dude, but I like Samuel Jackson, mm. even though he's the same dude. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know what you're saying either. <laughs> I'm, I'm a walking contradiction. Like those starburst, um, commercials. You had a walking contradiction. Remember that? Remember those? Commercials? No, not at all. It was like an, I don't know. I think it was like a albino guy who would get a suntan or something. He's a walking contradiction. Mm. Becca, Sour we're, than we're sweet, like, maybe. We're like an know. hour and a half deep. We haven't hit on your love life, which is my favorite Becca <laughs> segment. We haven't oh, hit. Right. We, we haven't hit on your health issues, which is my least favorite Becca segment, just because it makes me sad. <laughs> like, what are we even doing? We sat here and what talked about Israel and Palestine lives? for forever. My bad. I saw Indiana Jones and I was and I saw it said Palestine. And I was curious why it said it. Oh man. Okay. First of all, I, Josh, I have to tell you, I sent him a text to Kale. I had a dream last night with both mm-hmm. of you mm-hmm. and a Brazilian man who was forty. And oh, I man. flew down to uh, Orlando to record with you live, and we're sitting at a table in Kale's house, but it's not like Kale's current house, but in the dream, it was definitely Kale's house. And you two were on this side of the table and I was right next to this Brazilian guy. And for some reason, I didn't even look at him the whole time recording the pod and we're recording the pod and Marcus comes out and he's hungry. So he opens, you know, drawers and then he decides to dump cereal on his head then uh, Marley at one point comes out and bangs her head and she's crying. And Jade at this point was also, this is Kale's wife, Jade's sitting at the table with us. She's like, I'm not getting the kids. <laughs> and Kale's like, okay, they can just cry. So like there's this chaos happening over here. And then we're talking about my love life on the pod in my dream. And I say how I'm going on a date next week. And you, Josh, burst out. I didn't say this to Kale, but you're like, no, that's why we have him. And Kale's like, you weren't supposed to tell her. So then the two of you start, you know, <laughs> fight bantering as you do. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like, it hits me. There's this man here. And I was like, I didn't know this was a setup. I'm so sorry. And he's like 40 and he's oui, Brazilian. Oui. Oui, no, and he's Brazilian. Like, that's French. That's I, I not, French yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. And he was Catholic. Anyways, <laughs> so we were talking and then I woke up. That was my dream last night. Wow. I, so it's obviously not prophetic because I'm not. Uh, obviously, we're not doing that exact thing uh, right yeah. now. And there's not oh. a Brazilian, but that's just a fun dream that I had um, about some man. But uh, my love life. So. Um, did you swipe right on anyone and then they swipe right on you? Well, I did tell Kale in a manner. Uh, or a matter of like an hour and a half last night, I managed to go schedule two dates for this coming week. Dang. <laughs> so the one is a guy that I've been writing with for about a week, uh, very lackluster. Writing with? You've been sending him letters? Texting, sorry, texting. Oh, I was so confused. Yes, texting <laughs> with a guy via an app. Um, and we finally... were. Well, the app was about to close because you could only talk for a week and a half. Uh, Can I ask what app this is? Or is it, do you want to keep that? Coffee Meets Bagel. No, no, no. It's Coffee Meets oh, okay. Bagel. Okay. Cool, yeah, cool, yeah. Cool, 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 it's cool. the only one I'm on right now. I don't like the others. Um, taking did I tell you my one. thoughts on Coffee Meets Bagel? You did. You did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I have one comment. I don't know if I said it on the last episode, but I'll tell you off air. But like, I have one comment. I will, I will lose fans if i say it but okay it's like- keep it keep it don't forget don't forget <laughs> tell me later yeah. so anyways we made plans um to go out because i figure he's he's nice and he's very intelligent he could just be a horrible texter 
Okay. Mm. So I'm like, I'm not feeling the uh, texting, but I'm like, okay, let's, let's go out, you know? And then a guy kind of been on again, off again with, uh, since June, um, writing back and forth and then something comes up in his life and he just needs a break. Um, and they're always legitimate. What he says is legitimate, um, reasons that I respect. But anyways, I hadn't heard from him in like a month. So I'm just assuming, you know, I'm never going to hear from him again. Well, he wrote and, and he's picked a date. He's like, what are you doing this night next week? And I was like, oh, I'm free. But the night before, I just agreed to go out with somebody else. <laughs> Whoa, honesty uh, is the best policy. No, I didn't say that to him. Oh, 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 no, oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. No, for sure I did not say that. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I go from, um, yeah, these are be the only, if they end up happening, fourth and fifth dates in a year and a half of online dating that I've managed to go on. Hey, so, than zero. So see, we'll see. I think you just need to stand up that guy that kept putting things off. And when he's like, why you can just be like, you know why I know, but I'm too much of a nice person. I know you are. Yeah. And then like, what if he ends up being the one and you, 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 you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take, you know what I'm saying? I know. So says Michael, quote, Scott. Michael Scott. This is the dream team. So good. So good. So yeah, so that's what's going on. It is very funny. I did put some new uh, profiles I've come across recently on my uh, Instagram story story last night. I haven't checked Instagram in like literally like three months. And I forgot I even had it. And I wanted to keep up, start keeping up with your your love life on Instagram stories. Your wife keeps up with me, which is really cute. She sometimes messages (laughs) me, replies to my stories. We're going through a lot. That's fine. We hit one That's year fine. on Saturday, so we're, we're struggling. It's all downhill from there, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a joke for everyone. that didn't pick that up. That totally was a joke. A joke. We're happy. Is- okay. Moving on. <laughs> I did save the dating stuff. Josh has saved in a highlight. So you, oh, okay. Even, I'll you, go, you I'll can... go tap through like the, just, so yeah so that's my dating life my health life so i was quiet while y'all were talking about your covid symptoms so i'm having some uh issues with my heart that the doctor thinks is probably real sorry to interrupt so the dating recap real quick you have those two dates next week you have not had (laughs) no next week okay okay if they do you need to plug your phone in yeah let's just give it a go because i don't want to lose you Oh yeah, your phone's gonna die because battery's running low. You know, you don't have like a dual dong- dongle thing. How does that work? Don't if even you exist. have an iPhone without Bluetooth headphones, how do you use head? Is there a device that can do both? Uh, I don't think you can use a dongle a that does. I don't think so. Huh? Thanks, Apple. Y'all are great. Um, yeah, if anything uh, shakes out with these guys, I think probably like date four should be coming on the podcast. So yes. date number four, like as in fourth person, or you've done three dates already with said person. Fourth date with the same person. Okay, and that's <laughs> what. And what, that, I, what I love is uh, like you know the the common uh, whatever <laughs> wisdom of the world is like. Date three is when things, you know. And for, but for Becca, no, it's date four, and it's you go on the podcast. That's your action. 
That's great. As well it should be. The world yeah. will so be a better place. So is date number four guy who ghosted for a month or date four was the first guy? I haven't gone on any dates with either guy. She's saying if but she hits four. She's saying if, if she I, hits four dates with either. Right. They've got to come for, on the podcast. Oh, I understand yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. Once yeah. you hit four dates, you have right. had, you are currently at zero dates. Once you hit number four, they <laughs> will come on the podcast. Yes. And okay. I will go full blown dad with a shotgun mode. Like it will That's not hilarious. be comfortable for them and I will enjoy it immensely. Why have you not married my daughter? Please. <laughs> Give me a cow and a chicken and you can have her. What are your intentions with our Becca, sir? <laughs> Oh gosh! Yeah, your dad asked for like a '84 Mach One Mustang or something like that. I I will ask for a pocket dump, and if there is not a pocket knife, I will instruct you to uh, kick that loser to the curb immediately on the podcast. True. Wow. So I, I gave Kira's dad a Hot Wheels version of that car. Oh, that was cute, Josh. Yeah. That's a good a steal. Yeah. yeah. That was cute. That was <laughs> it was like $30 on freaking eBay for whatever reason. Anyways, moving on. Not a bad dowry, dude. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no I'm just like, um, <laughs> but no camels. So, um, yeah, so we'll see I, that. Uh, I mean, we'll see. I will say while I was on vacation, maybe I actually, I'll say this for the Patreon. Just kidding. I'll, I'll say, I'll tell the <laughs> story. I'll say it. So, um, yeah, that's my dating life. Still, at the moment, non-existent. But next week, we'll see what happens. Mm. Um, and then, Should we have booked you for next week and not this week, then? Uh, probably we should have. That's okay. You'll have me on in another month or two when your sure. ratings are low and you need some hits. <laughs> that's usually Boom what, roasted. That's the discussion. <laughs> You're Boom roasted. Um, but I, um, yeah, I've been having some heart issues, which the cardiologist thinks is probably from having COVID. So I had my COVID symptoms. I had sinus pressure, felt like burning, uh, in my nasal cavity for about two days and that was it totally fine. And, um, but I started having some heart issues. Um, I did get the vaccine and after the vaccine, it was a lot worse, um, so I was just diagnosed last week with an orthostatic disorder. So I need to have Mike Redacted follow me around because I'm just fainting a lot. I've seen that often that um, in the, that's what I was talking about, the censorship earlier. There's this one doctor on YouTube, respectable doctor from the Mayo Clinic in mm-hmm. Ohio, Idaho. And he had a whole YouTube video explaining how at one point he talked about that if you've had COVID, then to get the vaccine could cause further complications. And I didn't finish the whole video. I don't know if he continued uh, on that specific point, but then his video was removed. So I couldn't, I can't even finish it now. Yeah. Yeah. So the Mayo Clinic's in Minnesota, but um, a lot of, there are a lot of doctors in the U S who say, if you've had COVID, they only recommend getting one of the shots, not both doses. Uh, I've uh, not heard that before. So that is a thing that is um, fairly common. A lot of my f- doctor friends that are family medicine doctors um, okay. have said that. Um, you know, my cardiologist said that it's he's seen a 40% intake in heart issues post-COVID or the vaccine. So, um, yeah, he thinks my heart itself is fine. I have a heart monitor on right now. I don't know if you saw it. Like, yeah, I, I did see it at one point. And I, I didn't know if I was allowed to ask. She's Iron yeah. Man. Yeah, pretty and much. I was like, do you have some metal magnet pulling metal away from your heart? 
I do. I do. So they're um, making sure that my heart structurally is fine, which he thinks it is, but my blood pressure is dropping um, about 30 points every hour, a couple times. Oh, wow. So um, we'll just see if we can figure out what that is. He said that he hopes for my sake it is from COVID because then in theory it's going to get better as my body kind of adjusts fully to the virus. Um, just like people lose taste and smell and then it eventually comes back. So he thinks that in theory, perhaps my heart, uh, blood pressure stuff would go back. So yeah, it's been very frustrating this summer. Um because I'm not, you know, I've had a lot of headaches. I'm not, you know, getting blood into my brain. And I have passed out a bunch this summer. And Did Mike um, Redacted slap you in your face and wake you up? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, apparently Mike Redacted says even, Josh, you were very helpful, which isn't what I heard the first time I heard this story. <laughs> so well, Kill has a very specific point of view, but he was also knocked out a majority of the time. So his Kale's statement was, was and is uh, that I think the experience would have been different with Mike there. I stand by it. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, obviously you can say about anything. If one person wasn't there, the experience would be different. That is viable to any situation ever. Thank you. I'm always, I am always uh, um, amazed at what people are capable of in uh, crazy situations. I right. Think. Like I was surprised I wasn't more freaked out. TBH at yeah. Kale's little episode. Yeah. And um, I mean, have, would I have thought to flip Kale on his side and grab a wallet and hold his tongue? That didn't happen, but like I've seen that in movies, right. so maybe it would have crossed my mind. But sure. I don't think he would have died, right? Yeah, under my watch. Yes, Batman. Yeah, Only one way to find out. Yeah. Sure, yeah, do it Eat again. Some more Tijuana flats. Did you ever like email them and like, hey guys? No, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Tijuana specifically. No, like okay. it, it, no, nor like wherever I picked up that norovirus, if it wasn't Tijuana, it wouldn't have. Oh, okay. Because I, I was mean, I ate that for Tijuana dinner that the other night. day. No, no. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So yeah, so that's the health update, and um, we'll see. So hopefully, within a week, I should know, you know, what my heart is doing. My Listen, I guess we again should have waited till next week to have you on the show. If you <laughs> so we'd have had all these answers. Fill either of these guys in on this heart condition. And if either of them offers a response, anything along the lines of offering to mend your heart, done. No. <laughs> no. No. That would be such a good line. Hey, I would just ghost you if hey. you said you had a bunch of medical issues. I'm like, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm sicky. Like, I'm out. I want someone that's going to live. <laughs> Believe me, I've already like looked at the clothes in my closet and been like, I don't know that I have a shirt that's going to cover this. <laughs> so, so that's wear that. like a zip up jacket or something. Hoodie in like 90 degree weather. I've only seen it because you're wearing a V neck right now. But like, I think if you're wearing a t shirt, you'd be fine. I know, but girls don't wear t-shirts to date, Josh. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're a woman. You don't. <laughs> so, like, a guy could get away with that if I show up in, like, my, like, t-shirt. I don't know. I've seen girls wear, like, those shirts where it's, like, it's, like, a collar up front, but then a v-neck in the back, and it's, like, it's nice, like a blouse. Is it called a blouse? I think you've just seen girls who had their shirts on backwards. I think that's what you've seen. <laughs> I just love the jazz hands. I wish that the audience could have seen your jazz hands when you did that. That was my favorite part of the whole thing, Josh. This is, this is how they look. Fabulous. Awesome. Okay, well, I'll make sure to uh, text you guys shirt options so you can 
Yeah, um, we would like to. We want to do the whole like eighties movie like uh, montage of you coming in and out of the dressing room and us shaking our, our heads. No, not that one. And then you come out at the after like about two minutes, and then we go, yes, that one. We want that, that would whole be montage. Like, yeah, that would be that's a great reel. We could make that if I knew how to make them. I know how. I am paid to know these things. There we go. So, Becca, I told you before we started recording tonight that we had uh, some big news for the podcast tonight. Now, sometimes yeah. we say that and it's like, you know, we like to do a little bit of tongue in cheek, a little, little mm-hmm. bit of sarcasm. But so um, we've been talking since the live episode about uh, participating in a Go Ruck event right. as a podcast, which we're doing November 6th. So we talked about that last week. We'll probably continue to hype that each week. So we're going to do the 12 Mile Star Course in Jacksonville Beach on November 6th. Hit up the link in the show notes to come out and join us and do that with us. Or if you're following us on Instagram, you can hit up the link tree. It's there. Uh, there's a discount code just for our listeners. Solid 7 with capital S's. 15 off. We'll get you 15% off your registration. If you want to know more about it, hit up last week's episode or listen in a couple of weeks. Because uh, two weeks from today, uh, we'll be taking the show on the road. Shut up. To Go Rug headquarters in Jacksonville Beach, where we will be sitting down and recording with uh, Go Ruck co founder and current head of community, Emily McCarthy. In addition to uh, being the, the co founder, her, her husband being the founder, Jason. Um, em- oh, I didn't realize they were married. Emily is um, also a former CIA case officer. Shut so, up. Um, small, which small job. Is uh, CIA speak for spy? She's a spook. She was a spook. Um, and she's going to be on our podcast. And I'm a little worried that she's going to get in my head. Um, but uh, super excited about that. So Emily's going to come on the podcast on the 16th. We're going uh, up there to record. Super awesome of them. I mean, they've been so cool about this whole thing. Uh, anyways, giving us the promo code and all that type of stuff. And mm-hmm. I had thrown out a few weeks ago to somebody on their staff, you know, when they gave us the promo code. Hey, if any yeah. if anybody at HQ, I'm expecting I, I don't even know what like whoever sweeps the floors. If anybody at HQ would want to come on the podcast and just talk about Go Ruck and and what it's about and how you guys have gotten to where you're at, we'd love to have somebody on. Uh, you know, and I got the typical yeah, I'll pass it along. And mm-hmm. uh, lo and behold, I get a, a follow up email from their PR person, and they're like, "Hey, would you be interested in having?" And of course, like I've been into Go Ruck for a long time, so I knew. Emily without yeah. her credentials, but he's like, would you be interested in having Emily McCarthy, co-founder of Go Rock and, uh, you know, current head of uh, community relations on the podcast? I'm just glad he couldn't see my reaction because there was no way I could have played it cool. So I'm just like, I mean, yeah, I guess we'll have Emily on the podcast. So, but no, really cool. They're being very gracious in letting us uh, record um, at HQ with them so that's coming up on the 16th so that will air what will that be josh this is 24 25 that'll be episode 26 so that'll awesome. that'll drop the monday after the 16th the 20th so cool yeah. the 20th. so big 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 deal of was, september it's funny because i've um like i've been uh kind of reading up and listening so if you want to well no don't spoil it listen to it afterwards but uh go Ruck does a podcast called glorious professionals it's excellent i recommend listening to it but emily co-hosted it, but she was their guest on episode number two um so don't listen to it because i want you to hear her story on our podcast but after our podcast 
uh, go and listen to that. But just hearing about Emily talk about like her world travels and stuff and her experience. And she actually spent, I, I won't, I won't ruin it. I won't tell any of her story here, but I'm listening to it like flashing back to Josh talking to uh, physicist Jason. Oh yeah. Where he's like bizarro Josh, where Josh is like, Oh, you are me. If I tried, so I'm like, right. as Emily's talking about her travels and experience with peoples and speaking other languages, I'm like, she's oh, your bizarre oh, you. She's Becca. If Becca could kill you, <laughs> oh, <laughs> awesome. she's like the bizarro Becca. So, but no, Emily's Emily's awesome. We couldn't be more excited. We couldn't be more thankful to Go Ruck for doing that. We're actually doing um, a Ruck meetup um, this Saturday morning. That will have happened by the time anyone's listening to this. So hopefully some of you came out and joined us for that and enjoyed it. But we'll do more of those. So stay tuned. You know who wants to come to that but can't is Mama Riho out in Colorado. My wife's mom wants my mother-in-law wants to come to the rec thing with us but she can't because she lives in another state it's i actually one of our um supporters uh sam well he's strongly considering uh traveling here in in november to do the event with us which would be super cool that'd be really cool he probably knows enough people to make the trip worth it yeah yeah that's that was my take i'm like dude i i don't know I'd be flattered. I'm like, I don't know if I'd make the trip just for that, but there's plenty. It's only going to be the day. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's all, It's just the day. Um, Mike redacted throughout the idea of we ought to uh, record a pod just like in the carpool on the way home after the event, which I think is genius. Yes. Um, we'll just bring the pod track and the mics and just record as we come back. I love that mm-hmm. suggestion. Um, so I think that could be a, a fun episode. But uh, so come out. I'm trying to think if I'm going to be conscious. Oh yeah, dude, it's not. You will. Your it's adrenaline's really... gonna hit when you finish. You're gonna be flying. I know. I'm gonna be knocked out. There, there are uh, go rock events we could be doing and starting with that would absolutely wipe you out and take days of recovery. This 12 mile star course will not be that. Right. I'm trying to picture it in my mind because I can knock out like two to three miles. Like, like that's fine. Like, I can see myself walk, like especially walking, like even more so, like knocking that out. But then, like. Okay, but it's 12 miles. Like once you get to like mile nine, mile 10, but then once you hit mile 10, you're like, okay, just two more. We can do it. I, I'm thinking oh, this might not be too bad. Yeah, it no, it, bad. it's going to be a good time. Definitely if you're uh, in the central Florida area or in the southeast or you're just crazy enough to travel here and do it with us, come out and join us for that in November. And even if you don't want to do that in November, come out for some of these, um, these ruck ups that we're going to do. Um, you know, this first one that already happened as you're listening to this was at Blue Jacket Park. Uh, we might move those around some. It's totally attainable. Uh, come do it without weight on your back. Bring a dog with you to make it more fun for you. Whatever. Um, we're, the, we're, you know, we're only going to do, you know, we're doing smaller mileage at these three, four miles, uh, whatever. But it, it's a good time. And uh, I'm out. still debating on bringing our dog this Saturday. I to think it. you should. Well, here's my thing. She does. Feel, she does great on walks. I just. One, I don't know how many people are going to be there. How she, I don't know how she'll be, really. That's just more of my question. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if she'll be cooperative because she listens to me fairly well when we're yeah. out and about. But like, it's been a minute since we've been out with a ton of people, especially if we're walking side by side. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if she's going to be more annoying than I want to deal with. Right, right. Especially if I'm like trying to like trade. Uh, I think right. she'd be fun. Dude, I mean, uh-huh. you're, you're literally on a walk with a backpack. She'd be, it'd be all right. Mm-hmm. we're doing no i think i'm probably picturing it greater than what it is like like navy seals at, at hell week i think that's probably the, what i'm picturing. so the like i, I don't want to say the actual events star course is an actual event and the longer distances are very trying 
Um, and I don't want to make the 12 miles seem so insignificant as to make it not worth doing. It is a challenge, but it's a very achievable challenge. Yeah. Um, you know, like you think we can get in under five hours. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Easily. Dude, Josh. We did like when we did the 25 miler, we trained, but we didn't train as extensively and in the way that we should have. And we made the time hack. No problem. Okay. Cause I, mean, I can run a mile consistently about eight and a half to nine minutes on the red. So like a le- running though, with no so way. Fine. A, a leisure, a leisurely walk is like three miles an hour. What's that in minutes? Just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> so totally achievable. Now, like if we were doing, um, I can't remember the new names, but if we were doing like a, a go rock challenge though, those events that, that is more physically trying. So I can't remember what they call the light now, but the light was like the entry version. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it with Emily. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I like, I definitely want to yeah. keep uh, hyping the, the go rock thing, but I think, um, I think it'll be fun to share some of my experiences from when I did the light, which it wasn't my first event, but it was kind of my first real event that I did with them. Uh, and my takeaways, which her husband was actually in that event. I think we've talked about that on here with Mike. Like Jason was in the the founder and president. He was in that event with Mike and I, he had led them before, but that was his first time doing one as a participant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will 100% be rocking the patch from that event at HQ for the interview. Um, That's cool. I mean, that's really why I'm mostly like, yeah, I'll do it. It's just because I want a patch to put on my on my current rock because it has the, a velcro section. That's the that's the best reason to do it. I will say we talked about, and I posted about this on our in, on our Instagram. Um, but go ruck is selling a, a patch and a t-shirt both now, um, supporting operation pineapple, which was, um, the, the special forces and special operations guys that were working to get people out of Afghanistan. Um, right. so, uh, go ruck through tossed out. If you just go to go and search pineapple, it'll come right up. I think there's a t-shirt, maybe a hoodie and a patch all the proceeds, all the profit go to support. At this point, they've gotten everyone they can get out of Afghanistan. And so now things get a little trickier, which I was reading a post about it today. Um, you know, they're, they're really much more limited in what they can do to get people out now. And they've even mm-hmm. said, please limit your request to us, to people who are in like direct verifiable danger where mm-hmm. like maybe the cousin of somebody who was an interpreter just needs to stay away from Kabul for now. Like there's, right. there's layers to this game. Uh, but they're still doing like they they didn't just get the people out and then like wipe their hands and bail like they're they're getting them like toiletries and basic needs and stuffed animals for the kids and uh, working with countries to to place them and not just leave them in the lurch. Uh, and so that that money goes to support that, a lot of that right now. So if you were into what those like, if you heard us talking about that last week, or if you read about it or heard about it on the news, and you'd like to know kind of how to uh, support them, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if they're actually still kind of uh, this is pure supposition, um, but uh, if they're not still actually working in country to get people out and just not talking about it, because why would you talk about it? Uh, but. Uh, you can certainly just straight donate to to that stuff. Uh, I think Save Our Allies is maybe the more official name, but the Operation Pineapple thing kind of stuck. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. pop over to Go Ruck. You can uh, you can donate and have a uh, a lovely patch and or a t shirt and hoodie. That's cool for for your troubles. Does so the patch have a pineapple on it? It does. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's actually right. not the strongest graphic they've ever put out, but I just didn't care. I'm just like I right. you know I, I'm right. 
I want to support what they're doing. And I just know that I, yes, I could donate directly and they'd get everything, but the patch is cool. And I know the patch is cheap. So I know most of that 25 bucks is going to be, or whatever it is I paid for it is going to be going to be profit anyway. So yeah, I don't feel bad getting a little something back for it just to, uh, Mm. to support what they're doing. So but uh, check cool. that out. Check out the GoRuck event. Hit hit the links. If you if cool. you want to come out in November, it's totally doable. Don't worry about it. if you're like, oh, I, I don't have a team because the um, the way the Star Course works, you register in teams of two to five. We'll pair you up with people. We'll split our team mm-hmm. in half, whatever. It doesn't matter. It, it, it just the difference is like you have to sub- submit pictures throughout the event with your team. And mm-hmm. the only thing that changes is who's in your team. We can all still mm-hmm. ruck together the whole time. Um, yeah. So that doesn't matter. So we'll, we'll pair you up with people and, and you definitely can, can do it unless maybe um, your heart rate's bottoming out hourly and you're passing out. Then maybe just cheer us on from the yeah. side. Then just yeah. cheer us on from the sidelines. I'll send you happy thoughts. Oh, happy thoughts. Not thoughts. I, I want thoughts say, and prayers. I want thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. It only Lots works. It only works if it's thoughts and prayers. What about people that say I'm sending you love? Like, is that more like, like, are they just like flexing, like more like I'm sending you love. Through the I wish people could see you right now, Josh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, that's a, you know, a fair critique and funny joke. I think non-believers feel the same way about, oh, oh what you're going to send me your prayers. I think that's kind of their right. same. Well, we're not, I'm, I've never sent anyone my prayers. I've prayed to the Lord, but I don't, I don't see yeah. like. Sending you uh, good vibes, good vibes your way. Like, how are you doing that? It's <laughs> like, have you guys ever seen uh, Dimitri Martin's bit about uh, how does Superman fly faster? No, that's Daniel Tosh. That's where I'm getting my little movement from. Yeah, it's Daniel Tosh. Okay, nerds. Today. It's Daniel Tosh. He goes, how does Superman fly faster? I get that he flies. I, I understand the fly. logic. Yeah, same yes, bit. But how does he fly faster? Is it more... I and thought that was just, Dimitri Martin. That seems so no, that's him. Daniel Tosh. No, I definitely, that's, I made this joke literally to someone. It was Adam. It was Adam. Because he said, I'm sending love your way. And I, I saw him post it somewhere. And I asked, I texted him, how do you send someone love? Is it more? And I, and I put like in quotes, like, is it flexing your abs more? And it's, and then he's like, what? And then I said, the Daniel Tosh bit of him saying, I get that he flies, but how does he fly faster standard tosh 10 bucks yeah it's like is it just more like fist in the air yeah yeah oh my gosh (laughs) see josh i'm okay with being wrong i believe you it was daniel tosh you didn't though i had to really convince you right now i felt like i feel like i had to try uh yeah yeah i i question it but i'm okay with being wrong about it daniel tosh funny guy too all right let me go to my chalkboard and that's one all right, we'll keep working our way, folks. If you're tracking this with us, anyways, lol. That was a good lol right there. <laughs> I just like uh, which, of course, the uh, the listeners don't get the advantage of of watching Becca's reaction. I just enjoy the two of you. So, well, the that's, banter. Well, and it's, it's like a, it's literally it's like the whole Mary point couple. of what we're doing. It's the whole <laughs> point, literally the whole point of what we're doing. It's is that people would, would listen and enjoy. Oh, yeah. If you didn't enjoy it, we'd have, it'd be a real problem. So, it'd be a real problem. but, uh, the views are at least consistent enough to at least say that it is, um, interesting to listen to. So there we go. So, but uh, so excited about the GoRuck stuff uh, going on. Hope you guys come out and join us. 
um, excited about like I don't mind in, in the spirit of Go Ruck, and we'll talk about this some while we're there. But it's just like a, a like they're just really open about the the business and the state of things. So Josh and I were talking today, and I was looking at things, and uh, you know we always throw some love to our supporters, but some extra special love this week. We're like really close to breaking even on where we're at in the podcast, like recoup, like uh, recouping what we put into mics and equipment thus far. We're not done. We don't have the setup that we want, you know, uh, you know, dream big, but you know, at some point we'd love to be in a studio space and all kinds of things, but being where we're at right now and, and being even, and then uh, starting to get into the positive where we can start to, uh, you know, do some extra stuff and, and get some extra equipment and maybe improve equipment. Um, for, I guess it's been a long time, but it really doesn't, it just feels like a short time to be where we're at. So, uh, thank you supporters. And even like, if you can't do the support, we say it all the time. We really do mean it. We get it. Not everybody can, can hop over to patreon.com slash thousand seven podcast and, uh, and give us some money every month for what we're doing. But if you're telling people about the podcast, if you're posting about it, you know, if you're, uh, snapping a, a pic of your Jocko go and, and tagging us in the picture, uh, you know, ratings, reviews, all, all that stuff helps. So, so, uh, you know, extra special thanks of course to, uh, the supporters because we can't spend your ratings and reviews, but, uh, uh, it, it all adds up. It all matters. And so it's, it's cool. So we were, I, I want to find a stat at some point we were talking about, it, I can't remember if it was on or off air about like what percentage of podcasts make it to like 24, yeah. 25 episodes. Right. Um, so I, I think, uh, you know, it's, we're not rich. We're not quitting our, uh, our day jobs, but, uh, Good job, gentlemen. So we still need to do the wives episode. We've talked about that in the past. Yeah. I kind of wanted to, to see if Jade was going to be up for it. Like I think a Jade and Becca origin story would be fun at some mm-hmm. point. I think same thing <laughs> with, uh, with your wife and Mackenzie, maybe without any of the, the, uh, without any like ghost ship conspiracy, conspiracy. theories, uh, could be fun. And then, uh, yeah, the wives together really like, we should just give them an episode and just step out and just let them explain to the world what idiots we are. That'd be fun too. Just, That'd be fun too, actually. Yeah. I'd be yeah. appreciative of that. Yeah. So yeah, they can, <laughs> they can uh, tell all the other women how to uh, make better choices before they commit to marriage. <laughs> so your wife probably has more leeway. She says more, she's had, she has had more time to think about it. She's Kira had just hit a year. Yeah. So he only has a year of regret. So that's a joke again to everyone. <laughs> only if she's laughing. <laughs> right. She's not in the, she's not here with me. I don't know what she's thinking. Yeah. So, but, uh, well, Bex, thanks for coming on. I know you Gentlemen, probably should have been sleeping me. instead. So, uh, thank you for educating me on, uh, Israel. I am always happy to educate you and to chat to you boys. So, so thank I mean, you for having me. obviously you're in regular rotation anyways, but seriously, I don't know what, like, uh, so Emily's two weeks out. So three, four weeks out max. We need to hear about these boys. Okay, we, yeah. need, we need an update on your heart and whether or not they've mended it. Mm. Um, and uh, I mean, by three or four weeks from now, I could be on date four. Whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah, whoa. It's real. Whoa, whoa, it, we want. It's possible. So, and, uh, you know, uh, us and the listeners both, I'm sure, would love to hear how your, your dope new job's going too. So, yeah. all of that to look forward to in okay. a future episode. And, Sounds uh, good. You, you got a minute for a Patreon? You need to dip. It's going to be quick because we're all tired. <laughs> yeah, I can do a quick Patreon. 
All right, let's do it. Well, listeners, uh, we love you. Please, uh, in the show notes, you can uh, get to the, the GORUCK event we're talking about. Uh, you can click on the Rate This Podcast link and throw us uh, a rating or a subscribe. That's always helpful. Solid 7 Podcast. No, sorry, patreon.com slash Solid 7 Podcast. If you want to throw us some support, get yourself a better than average coffee, mug, or beverage of your choice. We don't particularly care what you drink out of it. Uh, go out and uh, get some Jocko Go. Support them. Let them know that we uh, sent you. And uh, until next time. I feel like I could probably put my wedding video link because it's my anniversary this Saturday and we're also go rocking. So I wonder if like everyone's like, I really want to see your wedding video. And I'm like, okay, yeah, here's the link. That's how it works. Yeah. Uh, throw it up on, uh, throw it up on the uh, Insta. If you remember Trello. how to log in, if you remember how to log in. I don't even have a phone. Hey, it works for the office ladies. They're like, Oh, we'll put this in our stories. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, I've been wanting to listen back to them, but I just haven't done it yet. You should do so it. I it's uh, I feel like they do less of what uh, we find annoying. Oh, okay. like, I've never stopped listening, but I feel like some of the like, oh, your hair. I, I think I feel like there's less of that. I don't know oh, who okay. I'm trying to be. I don't want to demean them. I love them both. I love their show, and thank you for the office. I, I don't know what I'm trying to do. No, right yeah, now. I just I, yeah, that was my only. That was my they only. Do divul- the they do like go into like best friend. Track Angela's hair. Like too mm-hmm. much, a little too much. Yeah, we're like we're but just. Other than that, that was my only complaint. Like we're just not the target okay. market for that, and and that's okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love everything else. I just don't care about the outfits or the hair. That yeah. was right, right, right. And I, I don't know. Maybe I, like I feel like Brian listening to uh, uh, Baumgartner's podcast has brought balance, where I'm getting both sides, and I'm getting the guy side, and now I'm okay with all of it. I don't know, but ah, they're great. And if you like the Office, you should listen to them. I sent Josh a link today. <laughs> we were about to wrap, and this is what we do. Uh, Hello. But um, well, they know when it's really over when they hear the guitar slowly getting uh, louder. Then Rob, they know it's really over. Rob Lowe is starting a uh, Parks and Rec we rewatch podcast with one of uh, the writers from that show. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited about that because I he hasn't been on in the public eye enough, so yeah, I feel like no. he needed more airtime. I haven't been digging his his other podcast so much. Like it just it just doesn't do it for me. So, but I'm excited about this one. That's cool. I'm not ready to re- listen to Brian's podcast about the Office because I'm not. I'm not emotionally ready to hear his normal voice. I only know him as Kevin. Oh my so to hear him talk like himself, I don't know if I'm physically ready. What for if it. he gets Aaron Rodgers on? Ugh. Dude, I have you, so much news about that too. You have to listen. But, oh, I was going to say real quick and then we can leave so Becca can go to sleep. Um, I might just meet you in Jacksonville on Thursday because the Sunday before I'm going to be seeing Green Bay play their New Orleans Saints in Jacksonville. Nice. What's up? Look I had to convince you. the wife real hard to buy Aaron the versus Tom. Uh-huh. One of the no, great uh, And it's no, probably going to uh, cost you more than a month or two freeze. of Sunday ticket. It's going to cost me actually not nearly as much as what we paid for when they played in Tampa Bay a year ago, which we ended up getting money back because of COVID. But no, yeah. So we're going to Jacksonville. But then you're going to stay there all week or you were just using that as a segue? Yeah, yeah. Segue slash joke. I'm not going to actually stay in Jacksonville from Sunday okay. to Sunday. That was like a low-key flex. That's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted everyone to be like, yo, what's up? I'm in Jacksonville on Sunday watching the Green Bay. Go Pack Go. Well, thanks, Ida. The only reason why it's happening is because of Ida. So 
Thanks, Adam. You've taken someone else's breath away. Dude, okay, you know? we absolutely cannot wrap That's a Michael Scott quote. We, that wasn't that wasn't Let's bring it back. Was, Let's say goodbye yeah, to our fans. No, but for real, I just saw I was I was just double checking show notes before we whatever and it's I stumbled on news. So there's like forty people confirmed dead in the northeast from this storm right now. See that joke I just made a second ago was uh, even more probably. So normally sincere. I don't throw out a well, no, I'm like whatever. I'm I'm down for some dark humor and obviously you weren't marking these people's deaths since you didn't know they were dead. But the northeast got right. hit bad, so uh, send your thoughts and prayers, guys. Yeah. But uh, for real, pray. send more love. Send yeah. love their way. Yeah. Pray for the. It, yeah, it's it's bad. We actually care about people, but we make it sound like we don't. But we do. It's a. <laughs> I'm sure somebody somewhere with a psychology degree is like, it's just a defense mechanism. No, it's funny. Like, we we care and it's funny. We can yeah, do both. Yeah, there's no such thing we as a jo- an appropriate joke. That's why it's called a joke. It's called gallows humor, and it's a le- it's a legitimate coping mechanism. You deal with your feelings how you deal with them, and we're we're gonna make we're gonna make dark so we'll jokes. Just, we'll, if we'll you can laugh in the face of adversity, you're bulletproof. Superman's bulletproof, but we don't know how he flies faster. And with that callback, guys, wow. we love you. Thanks for listening, and uh, Patreon supporters, we'll we'll catch you on the flippity flip. Let me go to the office today. Bex, thanks. We love you. So do the fans. Of course they do. Mostly we love your vast social circle who tunes in every time you're on the podcast. Why don't you guys come back any other time? It's good other times. Anyways, anyways, we love you.